Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Congratulations, your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do a live on a Thursday edition of the program. How you live at threes? Oh man, I am great. I am great. One of those uh Are you really? Yeah, one of those more look the look, Remy slept, woke up at one and six, which is a massive win. Wow. Um I actually woke up at four forty five on my own. Um, you know, one of those I have to go to the bathroom. Woke up at four forty five, sure. actually feel good, but my alarm's going off at five, but then in your brain you're like, Do I really need to get up at four forty five, James? But so I laid back down, rolled over, and then four fifty I get up. But anyway, um, <laughs> One of those efficient mornings, man. Almost, almost too much. So, um, for instance, I, <laughs> I, I try to. I'm one of those people that tries to. I'm a go, 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 go. Like the idea of me sitting yeah. at all in the afternoon. Like I have friends and some family that's like, we'll sleep till nine thirty. Get up. They'll take a nap. And you're like, what? How does that even work? Huh? And so. Yeah. Cause I'm go like if I sit before like before sitting for dinner, it's very short. It's like to sit on the laptop or the iPad, knock something out, and then keep it rolling. Probably not a healthy thing. As a matter of fact, Shelly and I were just talking about it yesterday. Well, like we need to build in rest to our schedule because we're both so go go go. We need to, we need to build in a little Sabbath here. All right, we're not good at the Sabbath rest. Okay, so I say all that to say my plan this morning was to go crush a workout, come home. Leave for the station at about eight o'clock, like I normally do. Um, my Tesla rear sunroof or moonroof was replaced. You know the one that was cracked, so they did a great job turnaround yep. in like twelve hours. Unreal. So fantastic. They're they're incredible. Everything's online. Boom, knock it out. Here's your invoice. Here's what happened. Do you want to discuss it? Sure. No, I don't. Okay, great. Here, just roll in. Here's the cargo. It's like a two minute process. But anyway, yeah. I get I get home from the gym, and it's about seven thirty. I make my okay. oatmeal and I'm eating my oatmeal as I'm making my eggs, you know, with some, some mushrooms and some oh, arugula from the garden double. and I all that. I rarely see an oatmeal egg double. I do it every day. And so anyway, I'm, you you gotta, really? yeah, you gotta get the okay. carbs and the protein. What are we doing? You can't just do protein. I'm almost not enough. You know, it's not enough. I need my, I need my okay. carbs. Okay. Anyway. All right. All here, right. That are sweet potatoes. Okay. You convince me. Go but I'm out of sweet potatoes. So I, <laughs> I'm sitting there with a little, you know, coconut in the oatmeal. It's delicious, but I'm eating it while I'm making the eggs. And then I realize I got to do some stuff outside later. So I'm going to, I'm going to sweat again. And I didn't really sweat that hard at the gym this morning. It was more of a, a paste lift than an actual like cardio deal. So I'm like, it's 740. Like, let's see if we can get over to Easton from Dublin, get the car before work. Now it's a risky play. Because the the Waze app says, well, you ain't kidding. The Waze app says eight twenty, and so you're going to the east side of yeah. the city, eight twenty, rush hour. Yep, rush hour. So 
I don't know if it's pandemic. I don't know what it is, but I was able to get over there with absolutely no traffic. I get into Jeez. I get into Tesla at eight twenty. I'm out of Tesla at eight twenty two. Not joking about two minutes. Of course, yeah, that's how. They and roll. then as I'm hitting back on two seventy, about to get on the six seventy, I think to myself, "What am I going to do? Get to the station early and talk to chops? <laughs> no way. No, you don't. No way that. that's happening. No. So I go on the Starbucks app and I order myself a cafe misto with coconut milk and a little cinnamon on top for pickup. Sure you do. And so then I pull up and over there at eight thirty eight, walk in. Grab it. Have a great day, ma'am. Thank you. Walk back out. I'm in the building at 45 anyway. I mean, what are we talking wow. about? Efficiency, bro. That's a lot. In a sh- sure that's is. A lot I have an issue. That I have an issue. a risky play to go all the way it to is. I, it is. But that's a risky play. And I have, I have issues because the, the amount of stuff I still have to do after this in the span of like a you know, couple hours is intense you know it's just little things well, gotta, i think on that pace you're safe though gotta stop at you know gotta making. get gotta go to best buy we gotta get you know ipad holders because we're doing a, a drive to minnesota starting tomorrow that i'll wait for three things tomorrow on that but anyway we're yeah. driving to minnesota this weekend so you know we need ipad holders you know got to have that situation squared away um i gotta drop over stuff from shelly's lease that we discovered in our basement oops sorry these mats and these headphones go to the car my bad sure um, yep gotta fill up there's a whole lot of stuff I got to get done. But anyway, it's you one of those days, Bo. It's one of those days where like, okay. I'm going to kick my feet up tonight, day. pour myself a glass of wine and be like, whew. Yep. All right. What a day. When will that be? What what hour are we talking that's going to happen? Probably not till after dinner. Sure. Probably look so at like, like 630. Yeah. 637. Just going to be go, okay. go, go till then, you know? Yeah. Go, go gadget. Well, you've got a, you got a big, as anybody with kids can attest, you got a, you're staring down the barrel of a pretty big deal. When you're talking about putting three kids in a car and driving from here to Minnesota, yeah. Well, you gotta, you're not driving to Dayton. You got, yeah, I know it. You got to, you have to have strategy. Okay, we've done this a few times, and when so it's funny with with baby number one with London, we would drive a ton from St. Louis to Columbus. So that's seven, that's a seven hours with stops or whatever, right? Yeah. And the amount of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that we would listen to and she would watch sure. when she's an infant and just giggle and, you know, it just kept her at ease. And so we haven't put the iPad up for Remy at all. Um, and usually it's because she sleeps a lot in the car seat and stuff. But it dawned, it dawned on us when we're making a 12-hour drive, and this is going to be split up into six and six. We're going to stop in Rockford, Illinois, north of Chicago um, Friday night and then keep it going. And then on the way home, I think the plan is... It's 12? It's 12 total. Yeah. Okay. And so yep. wait, which, without stops, you know how that works with kids. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, we're all so stopping really to go to the bathroom. I'm sure. And then they get a water. They chug water. That's like 30 minutes later. I have to pee again. And you're like, yep, I'm going to crow hop your water bottle. Um, anyway, so the the plan is with the, you know, now you're in two row situation and there's a third row with the kid. And so you're like, okay, well, one iPad. Not, so anyway. All of, thankfully, we had the wisdom to keep all of our like super old iPads, you know, as we've gotten yeah, some in the future, hang on, hang on those, to yeah. them for the kids. So basically, each spoiled kid gets an iPad with headphones, except Remy. She's just going to have the iPad with Mickey, very quiet. Yeah, you know, just in case she's. We cries. have to do that. We're not. We we're not even putting it on unless she yeah. starts crying. But you need to have the option. Yeah. You can't not sure. have the option. So no, you'll go. You'll go, go to, insane. No, no end. Yeah, you'll, you'll go. go ins- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, it, it's a fun little, you know, it's, it's an adventure. You're going to feel pretty good. I think by the time you get to tonight, you're going to be all set up and you're going to be, you know, that's, that's a full, I have a to-do list. Like, and I've broken up my to-do list. I told you I'm a planner. Like 
The people yeah. that just are like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? What do you mean what I'm doing for lunch? I had lunch planned like three weeks ago. Don't don't ask me what I'm doing for lunch. I'm getting it delivered to the station. All right. Anyway. Locked in. You're locked in. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. I got a to-do list that's like needs to get done before a certain time where Shelly needs me home. And then I have a to-do list like for the evening that is kind of, and that's, you know, for instance, little things, Bo, details, pack the radio unit because when I get back from Minnesota, how about this? When I get back from Minnesota next Wednesday, guess what yep. James has to do Wednesday night? Turn around and drive right back to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days for Thursday oh, and Friday. Oh, big t- oh for, the, for your, yeah. Yeah, so, that, so I'm like, well, Are guess what? Are you guys what? doing shows over there? Um, no. They just want me to be there to show up and listen. I'm not. I'm not getting oh, into it. God I'm not sakes. getting into it, buddy. Um, this is not. Yeah, gonna, this that's is, a whole segment. Is, like, is, are you kidding? No, this is one thing that I have an ability to watch it online. I mean, you, what would online, you online on Big Ten Network? For? I don't even need to go online. It's a Big Ten Network. All anyway. Anything you would need, anyway. you would be able to have mm. any individual breakout sessions. You'd be able to. Have you said it. Stuff. You said it. Um, yeah, I did. That's um, right. So anyway, I'm packing my radio unit, and I have the so I can do Bishop and Lauren. So let Thursday me get the, Let me get this straight. Big Ten Media Days, when is it? It's next week in Indy? In Indy. It's not in Chicago? No. Which okay. means there's no, so you know, no, obviously it's no flight. And so then you had the decision right. of like, do I ask Shelly to drop me off in Indy? That would have been fun. I would have liked to see. And then try to rent a car coming home. And then I'm like, no, because that's a pain. And yeah. So anyway, I so anyway, I'm so prepared. Look, listen, listen, my, my motto is today's preparation determines tomorrow's success. Okay. That's so right. what have I done? I've also packed the carry on basically to tiny luggage bag with the radio unit. It's set right there. So that when I get back Wednesday, there's no thinking, there's no forgetting. I have that list checked off. That bag's packed. I'm packed for Minnesota. So when I get home, it's like here, boom, everyone settled. Great. Good. I'm gone. Turn around and roll. But anyway, you know what occurs to me? Download uh, movies for the girls. That's on my to do list. And oh, yeah, plug your car in because you're taking be the Tesla over at Indy. Be careful with the Disney Plus I know. app. I got it, though. I got to figure they, it out. You, you warned me, and did. I double check now. I double okay, check. Because you say it's downloaded, and then you go, and it's, well, where is it? It's nowhere. So be careful. Don't you that love that? And or, or the one where it's like, your movie has expired. And then I'm like, Wait, why, is it, why did it expire? So I go, possible? I'm like, I, I wonder if they dropped this off the Disney Plus vault. No, they didn't. They didn't drop that off the vault. So then you, what you do is you say expired. Why is Moana expired? So then you delete it and you put on Wi-Fi and you search Moana and Disney Plus. Oh, it's still there. So why the hell yeah. did it expire, Disney? I almost just had yeah, a trap. I almost great. left without Moana. Would have been a yeah, real issue. Now, now you're getting a bad review. Now you're getting a one star. Anyway. That's right. It occurs to me that everyone has uh, copied the SEC. It, when you say that, the, that that's next week, that's a week earlier than it normally is. I saw the Big 12 Media Days is going on. We're all just now. copying the SEC now. The SEC, I think, goes this weekend. Um, the SEC started doing this. They would do it. They were the first to do this. They started to do Media Days, and they would do it the Tuesday. So the All Star Games on Tuesday. They would start it Wednesday after the All Star Game. Mm. Why? Nothing's going on. Nothing was going on. Nothing. It was going the slowest on. sports week of the year. Big, and so Big 12's everybody going right now, right? went to Birmingham. Yeah, Big 12's going on right now. Um, so every, but the SEC has been doing this for a long time. You know, they've been having, this was their window for a long time. And I think they go this week. I'm not sure if they've started yet or not. Um, but, but I think they go this week. Um, but the idea being there's nothing else to talk about. And so that's why they would do it. It's different this year because you got an NBA finals. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and you've got the open championship, which has started. So if you turn this on at all. Oh, it's on right now. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I, hold on. I feel like Beamer. Well, Beam, I feel like yeah. Beamer is going to send you a text because what do you think was on the two yeah. TVs when I walk in the studio? Sure. Usually it's like yeah, tennis I mean, and like 
LPGA coverage on Golf Channel. And I'm like, Beam, what are we doing? I'm changing this. Yeah. I'm changing this. Um, and then he's like, no, we got we got double double barrel of the uh, the open this morning. And I'm like, okay, we'll keep one on the open and I'll put one on like HGTV and I'll watch one of their 18 remodeling shows. But um, usually what I do at the end of the show is I put on CNN and Fox News for AR. I feel like for, you yeah, really you really he likes need, that. Yeah, you really need to dive into the, today's issues. Um, yep. You know, you're, you're talking so much sports. And I can only imagine what goes on in that brain of his all day and evening and morning. Nothing. You need to take your mind off of something stressful like sports and, and get a little politics in your life. You would when before we had the morning show. You would come in and it would be a pretty steady diet of HGTV and like whatever bar rescue was on. Yes. You know, coming out of, of oh, like, you missed Mike and Bone. You I mean, missed would, Tuesdays with Tiberi. They were. Oh my gosh, your man Dami was talking about do? he was listening to that bar rescue show where the guy just yells at all these bar owners and calls them idiots for yeah. like in a half hour, and he's like, "This thing is amazing." His name is like, John Taffer, and he knows more about bar science than anyone in America. That's what I'm saying, but Dom was like fascinated it, but like, by it. I guess what the pushback would have been, that show's been on for like 10 years, right? <laughs> Dom acted yeah, like he just Yeah, 10 years, 120 seasons. <laughs> right? I mean, it's been on a long time. I feel like it's been... Am I wrong on that? It's been on a really long no, time. No, I think right? I think I watched it in high school, so it's been okay, on a long so time. It's, yeah. it's gone a long time, but Dom's just now discovering what it. What was the other like one? A, the other one uh, with Robert Irvine. Great. Robert Irvine was great because at least with Robert, Robert like swole. Restaurant 911 or something like that. I don't that. know. But anyway, it's one where they would flip the restaurants. Like, and there's like these mom and pa restaurants where like somehow they're making like pizza rolls and you're like, wait, you're serving this? You know, why are you serving pizza? Like, why is it frozen? Anyway, and they, I always wonder like this guy comes in and next thing you know, they go from like serving frozen nuggets and fries to also, well, we got hand cut sweet potato fries on the menu. How's that going to hold up? Anyway, yeah. Um, well, but, they, there was a hotel rescue. Was that was a real thing. He was, you know, for a while that was a real thing. Everything we were rescuing everything. Oh yeah, you got the we profit. Were trying to save everything. You got the yeah. profit that I guess just goes in places and it flips. But I, I have no idea. There's so many. The bar yeah, one's the best though because the dumbest people think I can open a bar, and that's why it's the best. Oh, buddy, yeah. you have no idea. Bars and restaurants, tough yeah. game. It's a very, very tough game. Yeah. Um, I think the Open looks great. I'm excited it's back. We missed it last year. Um, this course that they're at, um, this is where Ben Curtis won, of course. Ostrander's Ben, ben Curtis won mm-hmm. here. Uh, his his only major in, in stunning fashion when he won it. Awesome moment. And, um, and it, the course looks great. So I, I'm excited for it. It's a star-studded leaderboard. I love the idea of waking up and it's on. Oh, absolutely. That's pretty great. Like, you know, they've already, guys have already played an entire round. By the time I turned it on, I mean, or they're about to finish their round. I think that's awesome. Um, and it's a pretty star-studded leaderboard. I think the course looks great. I am, I saw Bob commenting about this, and I, I think oh, that he does have a point in this sense. I have no idea why somebody hasn't built one of these on the coast of Lake Erie somewhere in North North Ohio. North Links? I have no idea. Build one of these yeah. up there. Mm. Sort it out. Like, there's no reason. Well, there you go. You have the have landscapers already there. Why don't you just tell yeah, them, hey, I so have a efficient. project for you. Let's build a golf yeah, course. I'm pretty excited because they dropped off a mixer today, and I thought, well, maybe we're actually going to mix something, and then the pickup just drove away. So there's that. Don't you we love that? that. Going for us, yeah, it's is, one of those. Here, which is great. Oh, I thought <laughs> what, we were really going to do which something. Which one of the oh, Meet no, the no, Parents is dropping it? off the equipment. It's the last of the Meet the Parents with Jessica Alba in it. Have you seen it, Chops? You know the one I'm talking about where uh, he drops off the truck and and, <laughs> and uh, his father-in-law comes in, Robert De Niro comes up, and he's like, what, what's going on here? He goes, 
The union says we can't move this dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like you have going on in your situation. That's what's going on. Like he just dropped off a mixer and then drove. Well, the off. union says you can only drop off the mixer. You can't actually drop Jeez. it off and use the mixer in the same day. Maybe there needs to be a twenty-four hour carpool. rest period for the mixer, Bo. Everyone knows this. Maybe carpool. Maybe all you guys can hop in the car and bring the mixer and start mixing. That would be the way to handle that. No. Will Zalatoris just hit out of grass that's taller than him and somehow got it in the short stuff. Good job. I him. saw that swing. That, you know, that looks yeah. like me coming out of a normal rough. Hey, how'd it go yesterday? Didn't you play yesterday? No, we were supposed to play Tuesday. And, oh, it was Tuesday. Yes. Right. And so what happened, Jake played in the, in the 97-1, the fan, Jake Ballard. Yeah. Um, and so he stopped by and said hi to us. And that's he right. said, hey, uh, it's raining today a little bit. It's going to be cart path only. It was cart path only yesterday, meaning Monday. And my yep. knee is still screaming. And I was like, no, yeah, I don't. Pff, no, I'm not we playing Carpath only. Yeah. I suck already, but the nothing sounds worse than like I actually hit a good shot and the Carpath goes way left. And now I have to walk all the way out there, use my range finder, which I don't even know why I use it because it doesn't even matter. I, like, I, like I'm hitting Just it within guess. a few yards anyway. But anyway, Just you know, and so I walk out there and now I'm like, oh, I have the wrong club. And then I have to walk 75 yards back. No, not happen. Yep. Nope. If I can't drive yep. all over your course, Dang near up to the fringe? No. I'm out. Urban just drive on the green. Of course he is. He's got no time for When that. you're Urban we'll Meyer, him, by the way, we, he had, he's having an interesting week. We'll get to that in the oh, 11 no. o'clock hour. Um, of course. At NBA Finals, uh, they gave us a game. It was a great game last night. It delivered um, an interesting story out of Las Vegas in regard to Dwayne Haskins. Our mm. question of the day is on the Cleveland Browns. And how are we going to decide who we're going to pay and when we're going to pay him? So, fun little program for you, off and running on a Thursday. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. The Fan. D drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need or search of replacement windows, we encourage you to check them out at windownation.com. They will take care of you the way that they take care of us. Jordan Spieth just closing it out, looking like he's going to be a contender this weekend at the Open. Um, so 9 o'clock tips are tough. It's Gosh, tough. are they? Um, I got the halftime. Are you proud of me? Yeah. I mean, I was really well, trying to push. That's about as far as I got. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, I, 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 had, uh, I had Black Cobra. He was so upset with me. I said, look, you can't, you can't stay up. I'm sorry. Like, Why? This game's got, in Milwaukee. Why can't you? they start it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central? I don't understand. Or 6, 7 Eastern. I re- I, like a, what, what do the numbers say? Does the numbers say that Americans don't, don't sleep? Is that what it is? Americans just stay up till 1 every night? I mean, am, I, am I that abnormal that as a sports fan, I'm typically in bed by 10? I might be. No, I probably. I think it's I a know. no. I think it's what happens for the. I just we've talked about it before. It, you know, and, and you grew up in Central Time. I grew up in Mountain Time. Oh, I miss Central. We just get jobbed here. Yeah, we do. It's that simple. We just are expected to sleep less in Eastern Time. It's craziness. It's I blame New Jersey, is, but I, I blame New Jersey because I feel like New Jersey people do sleep less. I feel like they're just up till whenever and up and go and I coffee. Think it's New and, York too, right? New York and Jersey. It's their fault. Really, it's Rutgers. Let's blame Rutgers. Jeez, can we even blame them anymore? They're no, kind of, they're, they're actually like doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. You, you saw Bill Landis's article that was incredible on all the. Did you see Bill Landis's article? Where no, he had, I missed it. So he did this awesome thing about recruiting in Ohio. 
and he interviews, I believe, eight, right, Chops? Eight coaches. Nine? I think it was nine. Nine coaches. Come on, Bill. It is an odd number. Anyway, nine coaches. And it's like all of them were anonymous, but it was like Coach 1 from Akron, Coach 2, Cleveland High School, you know, and a bunch of awesome questions. Basically, what's the difference between Urban and Ryan Day? You know, Ryan's a lot more oh, person. Gosh, I like this. Yes. So I was off yes. when this happened, obviously. Yes. I, I need to find this. Yes, you do, because it's great. Cause, so basically, it's like Ryan Day is a lot more personable. Ryan Day comes through no matter what. I've known Urban forever. Urban comes through if you have a guy. Kind of like that. Like Not that it's bad, but just like how it's been different, right? Ryan's a little well, more approachable. So, a little more trust, then. That's how trust is. Yes, so it's just it's, it's a different perspective. And then... Sure. Who's doing well in Ohio? Who's not and why? So you get a little bit of Iowa State in there. You get a little bit of Kentucky. Not only because of, obviously, Stoops, but you get a, a, another, there's another guy there, like the tight ends coach. What's his name? Morrow. Yeah, something Morrow. And anyway, oh, Vince Morrow. Yeah, yes, Vince Morrow. Yeah, he's a big, guy. He's yeah. a big reason why. Um, and it's a behind the scenes, like, look out for Marcus Freeman. Marcus is obviously Luke does great. Marcus is going to do great and has done great. Um, I thought there were some very interesting things, like some coaches saying that we get recruited actually more by Arizona State than 80% of the Big Ten. Like teams like really? per- Purdue and Illinois have just boycotted Ohio altogether. Basically just said we have no hope to get in. <laughs> it's like I mean, the, a recurring theme was that a bunch of the Big Ten doesn't actually try to get into Ohio. And, and obviously Michigan has abandoned like it. They- and then like how does wow. Michigan get like, – it's basically stuff that we've talked about a bunch. It just – what it did was it made us sound like we know what we talk about because it's about well, the same things. But um, – it's it really was a, a great read when you kind of dive into that and um, but yeah just an awesome article about how you can have it's basically nine perspectives really interesting too was one of them um, and I hadn't even thought about this Bo but it was like a has the national recruiting affected like Ohio State or like what's what do you think about the Ohio State's national recruiting and essentially most of the coaches had the feel of. No, it's great. You know, obviously Ohio State can go anywhere. It is what it is. Yeah. There's still some of the old school coaches that are, I don't want to say salty, but like the the feeling that back in the day, for instance, the kid from Medina, the quarterback who committed to Penn State. Yeah. Like back Penn in the State, day, yeah, that yep. coach could be like, man, we finally got a dude is going down to Columbus. Like how awesome is this for our program? And no, sorry, we have Quinn Evers, but you can go to Penn State, you know? And so there's kind of a feeling of... Sure. You know, or it's guy, or a team wins state. I think the exact the exact example was this team X Y Z whatever wins state. We have a bunch of guys who are pretty good, but no, doesn't. And we have no Buckeyes. It's okay because Ohio State's looking more national, and it's just a different perspective. And obviously, it's it's, it's different. It's a more national thing anyway. Just the whole the whole feel of two four seven sports, and I mean, I don't even yeah, think the it's world's smaller. Yeah, it's not six yeah. degrees of separation anymore. I feel like it's three to be honest. Like you can, yeah. the world is getting so small, but um. Anyway, it was a, it was really fascinating read. I don't well, know why I started I, so telling I was that to be honest, at, but well, about Rutgers, but so oh yeah, I, so I, they I, they described Greg Schiano. They said Greg Schiano was yeah. one of the names, and how Rutgers has done a good job in Ohio. They're one of the Big Ten teams that's actually because of Greg's time here and relationships is trying sure. to get some of those low level. Hey, come on over to to here. I'll take care of you. Well, and he's done that. He's done that in the transfer market as well. Yeah. Getting you know our guys. Thanks to go for there. bringing so me I, back. I mean, I I'm think, all hopped up on. Cafe Misto this it's time. All right. It's all good. Starbucks. No, I, I think this is interesting. And I, I saw a buddy of mine tweeted, uh, sent me the um, like top 20 players in Ohio for 2021 high school players. And it was like the first 10 were all here. Yeah. So when you say to yourself, are, you know, is, is, are they doing enough? Yeah, they are. Yeah. If you figure the average class has between 18 and 20 kids, if half of those are Buckeyes, that's all you need. Yeah. 
The thing that Urban did is Urban wouldn't take a kid to take a kid. Yes. He wouldn't take he wouldn't take little Johnny in the class of 19 to make sure he got little Stevie in the class of 2020. Mm-hmm. He'd just go get little Stevie. Right. So that that is the difference right. for Tress. Tress would take guys to make sure he got the next guy. Oh, of course. Urban didn't do that. The Cleveland Glenville pipeline? Yeah, Urban didn't do that. We got Teddy, Urban so we got to get, down. you know. So then we got to get all the, you know, everybody we ABC want. ABC too. Yeah. yeah. Because there's going to be another one. Yeah. You know, there's going to be another one. And look, there's programs that have to do it. Look, Tom Allen has done this where he's like, you know what? In order to get player A, B, and C, and I know he has younger siblings, I'm going to hire his dad, their dad or their high school coach, and I'm going to bring him on staff. To be abundantly <laughs> fair about this, too, though, let's be fair. Tress was recruiting against a legitimate Michigan. Of course he was. Lloyd Carr recruited Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he got kids, especially from Northeast Ohio. He got them. So that he, Tress, Tress was working under a different margin than we're recruiting under now. We don't have that same. Let's fear consider of, this. It was a legitimate of, oh boy, opportunity. If we don't take him, this kid's going to be a star with Harbaugh at Michigan because Harbaugh's not in Michigan, in Ohio. He's so not at, recruiting. The, at that time, the biggest recruit that Ohio State had pursued, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, it was a legit threat that he was going to go to Michigan. Well, and that was with Rich Rodriguez. Yes, and so let's put that in perspective yeah. of, oh my gosh, like there's no threat of Michigan. When we recruit no. against, so there's no threat in this area. If there's a quarterback from this area, we just went the we just went the Penn State's territory and said, Kyle, come here, come on. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a, oh for sure. Yeah. So now Harbaugh used to have victories. You know, he got Donovan Peoples Jones, mm-hmm. Rashad Gary. Like he he yeah. got guys that we wanted, but when we beat him for Harrison, like that was it. He just he punted. So that's not. I look forward. I'll read that. I look forward to that. I missed that when I was uh, when I was off. So I look forward to reading that. And there's still a ton of talent in this area, and I think it, it's proved by what Luke has done at, at Cincinnati, what is what Coach Stoops has done at Kentucky, the fact that Shiano's trying to come in here, the fact that heck, even Franklin coming over getting a guy here or there. Like you, you got to do it. You can't leave it. I think Marcus is going to have success here. You got the five-star defensive lineman from Menor, so th- you can't, you can't punt on Ohio. You can't concede Ohio. You can't. Not if you're Michigan. Not if you want to be good. You can't. And I, I think we're you know we're obviously set up pretty well there. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks set up pretty well as well. Uh, we started this segment talking about that. We will get into it coming up next. A uh, lot of momentum for them. And we finally got a classic game. We got one last night. It was a good one. We get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here in the fan. The best soccer team in the land lives on the best radio station in the land. Proud to be your flagship home for the Columbus crew all season long. The fan, Ohio sports destination. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis's What's Up. What's up, man? So Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. Well, here's what's up on a Thursday. We've got a Game 5 of the Finals with a 2-2 series thanks to Milwaukee's effort last night in a classic game. Chris Middleton with 40, Devin Booker with mm. 42 in the mm, loss. Mm, mm, mm. Um, this is going to go down as as the play that Giannis made. I mean, I think that's the... When you look back on the way that this game, you know, what happened in it, that play where he switches over on Booker, is guarding Booker and then somehow blocks the alley-hoop dunk of Aiton. Chris Middleton was asked about it after the game, had this to say. One second. (laughs) 
should have told you it's coming quick, Chops. It's coming quick to you, Chops. <laughs> it was a, a great effort. Um, you know, didn't give up on the play when it seemed like they had an open layup or a dunk. And, you know, that's what we need um, in this finals. Everybody get those extra effort. And, you know, he came through for, for us big um, on that play. Say we get there. Eventually, you'd hear from Chris with mm. a great game. Yeah. Uh, 40 for that one. There, you know, any, in, these, in a best of seven situation, I always feel like game four, that, that to me feels like the monster. Because you win the first two at home, it's almost conceded that the third is going to go to the home team. Yeah. Right? They're going to have a huge momentum. Yeah. Four is really where we decide if we have a series or not. Mm-hmm. And now I think, even though you got more games at home if you're Phoenix than you are Milwaukee, to me, all the pressure's on Phoenix. You're up 2 0. Yep. Yep. Two nothing. Yep. Win a game in Milwaukee, this thing's done. No question. And now they didn't. And I I think that Milwaukee's got some pretty good mojo right now heading into game five. I'd feel pretty good if I were them. The play that Giannis made too in the second quarter. Do you see it was on like the fast break where he does the spin? Yeah. The like spin lay. I mean, the guy's incredible. And by the way, so are these camera shots. Like the camera shots of like what is like it? Like when they 8K? go to the 4K, yeah, or 8K, I think whatever it's 8K. it is. Yeah. It's yeah. huge, yeah. Yeah, I saw a tweet. The only reason why I know it's 8K, like I'm not really into all that, but the only reason why I know is that there was some Suns fan in game one that got like focused on and someone tweeted, screenshotted it, tweeted and said, there are three 8K cameras in the world and one is focused on this guy. On this dude? Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good. And I laugh. But um, yeah, it's just... The one thing that we kept saying after game one and two is like, well, if the if the support comes around, their defense has tightened up in game three and four. But, man, the support, you mentioned Middleton. It is, if those guys are going to continue to feel good, right, yeah. and get in the rhythms, you have to really wonder, really wonder about the Suns and, and how they're doing. I also saw another tweet last night that had a old boy from, um, what's the, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, Carlton? Yeah, I said Carlton and said, this Chris Paul showed up in game four. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, he was not great. Oh, man. Chris Paul was not great. Too a lot fun. of pressure on him going forward. And I think, you know, if you're the NBA, you're mm-hmm. getting what you want. You're going to get a long series. Yeah. It does beg the question, should the NBA stay on the schedule? I mean, remember, they'd be long done by now. Yeah. The finals used to start. The week after Memorial Day. Remember, we'd do those remor- yep. Memorial remotes and we'd be talking about and LeBron. Yes, remember how we said that this was a pseudo, like, I think this is like a, uh, oh, hey, COVID made us do it, but it should be let's like a template. Like let's like this. Let's start later and let's keep this thing going till the end of summer. Here's what I, I think they, I think they definitely would win with a December slash Christmas start at the front of the year. Like there would be a lot, because that's a dead period. That's, you at the end of everything's still going, but college football's kind of on hold until the bowls. You're kind of playing out the string in the NFL. Much of much of it's kind of decided at that point. There's a lot of bad games in the NFL in, in mid to late December. So I think that you have a, a real chance to own that window. And I think that you will have I think that, that that payoff is really big. I think this payoff could be decent too. Playing here in, in the middle of July. Um, and you're going up against the Open, obviously, but you're going to get this thing done before the NFL starts, before we get to training camp. I don't know. It feels like this this might be a win for them to stay on this schedule. Yeah, I I, I think it is. I I certainly like it. It'll give us more stuff to talk about throughout July. And and, and watch. And watch. If you're yeah. a sports fan, I mean, this, is a, this no is a down week. No doubt. Try to have this thing end 
You know, you don't want to be going up against, you know, what, you know, I guess the opens in the morning, though, so it's really even not competition in that right. sense. Right. You know, I think I think it's a pretty good, it's a good calendar. Have for this them, thing think, and right before training camps open up. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are right now, right before training camp starts. That's, that's where, where you're we're at. We're six training days away from two the weeks first. Away. Yeah, yeah, for rookies reporting in some teams six days from now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a nice window for them. And I think what they're getting, you know, Giannis has won two MVPs. It's not like he's without accomplishment. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. So he's known. And if he could get a championship this early, it opens up a lot of things with him personally. You know, we you start talking about overall accomplishments because he's still a young dude. Yeah. And if he were able to get one now, yeah. this early, pretty good. Pretty good. It's a tra- it's a different trajectory for his career if he wins it now. Yep. And and so him him playing the way that he's and he's been great. He's been great really since game two. Um, so it's fun. And I, I think the NBA is getting nice a nice win out of it, a li- nice bump out of it. Now you're going to get a best of three to decide who's going to be the champion, and that's 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 a win for everybody. When you're talking about potentially getting a game seven, that's as good as it gets. Uh, some really troubling. You, you guys talked about this earlier in the mm. week when you were talking about can Dwayne Haskins might have back to revisit, track. and I'll tell you why. Yeah, we yeah we will get into that. Interesting stuff coming out of out of Las Vegas and regarding Haskins. We will get to that coming up next. Bishop and Lord is right here on the fan. Head to nine seven one thefancom to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Hey, the, the best, best in the, the Midwest. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Phil Mickelson teeing off uh, at the open. Little three wood, it looks like, Aviators down the left side. Incredible. Yeah. Just the mirrored incredible. aviator. It's an incredible look out of him. Did you... Uh, it's interesting. Boy, no shot tracer on the Golf Channel. You hate to see that. They just don't have the technology. Did you technology. notice that when he you hit? Know, like NBC's, was- yeah, NBC's not going to lend it to him. No, they have it. They have the shot tracer. They just didn't use it on him. Because I saw them use it on uh, Dustin Johnson. Oh, they Johnson. just use it on Phil? Yeah. They use it on Dustin. Oh, okay. So they yeah. use it there? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you have to have shot tracer. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, in I, golf, I just don't especially think they do here. Remember in hockey when Fox used to do the puck, little puck tracer, little glowing pucks? What am I, heart of memory? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I got said, back issues. I said Maybe one of the, okay, so now they show up spine. They didn't show up for him either. They didn't show up for him either. Interesting. Yeah, I think you always got to have the shot tracer. Everybody wants to know where it's going. I mean, that's the point. Um, maybe they're deciding, you know yes, what? Yes, I do. Maybe and it's I, the Europeans. Maybe they're like, you know what? We're a little more old school. We don't need all your fancy technology, okay? We want to watch What golf is your favorite place to watch a hockey game? Mm. Favorite place to watch a hockey game? Well, I really doesn't get that. It's not a big list. I've watched one in Nashville, in St. Louis. No, 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 no. In the arena, where oh. do you think the ice is the best? The view of the ice, oh, where I, you can see the game the best. I like being. There's two I, two answers I think to it. Well, there's two. There's either I like I like either sitting behind a goaltender, seeing the ice that way. Yeah. I do like that view. Because the as corners a, as even a, as a defense corners pretty great, but I also I think the club seating is yeah. fantastic. Like you sit in the club area nationwide, you got a great view. You can see everything. You can see the, the the whole thing. I like sitting higher up, even in football. I don't like sitting down low. In oh, football I do too. Games. I love the press box in football. Yeah, I love it. I want to see it all. I love the press box in hockey too. I think it's the best. Never because you never, never lose been, the puck. Never been up there and uh, actually watched a game from yeah. up there. Well, it's the it's the very top. 
It's the very top. And what you get is you never lose the puck. And I always thought that that's what they lack in hockey. I'm surprised that somebody hasn't built a building where the camera sight lines never lose the puck. Because they, they you lose it on the on the near boards always. That's tough. Yep. So that's what Fox was trying to do, yep. right? Yep. They were no just question. trying to make sure you didn't lose the puck. Yep. So... Which really, right. I mean, we, you guys answered honestly, this question. Quite honestly, here's the thing for you know people who aren't used to watching hockey without the puck tracer. Well, like, I miss it. I don't know where the puck is. Just pay attention to where the people are going. Okay, no one's gonna be skating and congregating sure. around an area where the puck isn't. So it's not that hard, right? Anyway, but there's no other televised sport where you lose the the thing that you that we're all trying to obtain, right? It's you'd be like the NFL going out. Oh, sorry, baseball, it's on like the near sideline. We don't we don't show that baseball. Ball. You don't see it. I mean, it's damn things is whizzing by. Barely see the ball when it's pitched. Well, that's true. Yeah, track that. Yeah, that's true. Um, you guys answered the the Haskins question on Tuesday in terms of can he rehabilitate? This this is very likely is of no fault of his own, but when you find yourself in these circumstances, right? They start well, the follow up is when you unfair. get punched in the face. Does that? Did yeah. you deserve it? What led to that? Did you deserve it? Right. Did you? Did so, you felony charge it? of battery and domestic violence. Is this before they got married or after? his wife. They, they refer to him as his, her as his wife. They apparently got married in um, March and they were in Vegas it. to celebrate and got renew it. their vows because they probably weren't allowed got to be it. around people in March. Got it. I was just trying to get the timeline. So this is July 3rd when this happened. Police were called to the hotel 2.30 in the morning. Haskins was taken to the hospital for a facial injury. Uh, they were married in March uh, to celebrate. There was an argument escalated. She hit uh, Dwayne Haskins in the mouth. His wife did. This stuff, this stuff, you have you have two 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 lists, right? Here are the things you do good. Here are the things you do bad. As long as the the column on the right with the good stuff, as long as that's bigger than the one on the left, you're fine. So that's a, there's a lot of ways to define that. I mean, you can think about John Football with this, right? The upside of John Football, and I'm not saying that Haskins is football or is is Johnny Manziel or anything like. That. I'm just saying, as long as the talent is there and the 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 hope of what he could do was big enough, you get a very long rope. When that starts to come back, yeah, and these things on the left column start to go up, that's when careers end. Yep. That's when careers end. And you gotta be careful here. Yeah. You gotta be careful. I do feel like that this I mean this there's no question and you you know this, you were in the league. There's no question this is gonna go in the left column. This goes in the left column because now Mike Tomlin's gotta be asked about it. Now we're gonna be asked about it in at, at the start of camp. Yeah. They don't need that from a backup quarterback. Yeah. They don't need it. Yep. So Dwayne has to be pretty careful. Yeah. Right now. He's got to be very, very careful right now. Yeah. Because his NFL career can evaporate if he's not. Yeah. Um, so here's a great quote from Nick Saban on this. Um, for one, yes. I First off, Dwayne, I'm, I'm not here to say, man, it wasn't even him. It was his wife hitting. Okay. He is in a situation where his reputation is. He can't afford any headlines except Dwayne Haskins doing positive. 
That's where the status of his because career. he already has stuff in the left column. Yes, so the left column has already got stuff in it. So the last thing that you want to see at all, if anyone following Dwayne Haskins' career, is anything like this. It could be Dwayne Haskins gets pulled over for going 110 miles per hour. Did he hurt anybody? No. Yep. But is it is it a, a decision where you're like boneheaded decision? Like, do you want that guy to be the face of your? Because when you are the face of an organization, do the, does the Rooney family want to pay you to be their franchise quarterback when there's headlines like this yep. coming out? Do the billionaire family members want to, or billionaire owners want to put you in this position to where you are getting headlines for what they are owning, which is the franchise, their brand? Do they want it to be associated with this? So, no, is, is right. it his fault? I have no idea. I have no idea what happened between the two. That's between them. It doesn't, it, it's almost irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It is. So, here, so here's what I want to say about Nick Saban. It goes to your, your point. He said, I tell our players all the time, the two most compelling words in the draft report is and and but. So they read the player, and I'll take a defensive back. He's got quick feet, change of direction. He's got good long speed, can play man to man. He's a good tackler. He's got toughness, got really good ball judgment, really good ball skills, and he's a good person. He was a leader on the team. He graduated from school. Coaches loved him. Read the same player. But you got a positive drug test. You got a domestic violence incident yeah. with his girlfriend. You got in a fight in a bar when he was a freshman. Strength coach said he, he'd, uh, he wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Who would you want in your team? Yep. The and or the but? Yeah. Yep. And that's true. That's it. That's it. That's, a tr- that's, that's It says what I tell players is because that... Because there's so many. This is the last paragraph. There's so many guys. I know. What I tell players is you don't realize that as soon as you apply for a job, as soon as you put your name in the draft... Or free agency, if you want. People are looking for reasons to not pick you. They're looking for reasons to not hire you. So don't give anyone a reason to say but. And he's given too many reasons so far. His fault or not, doesn't matter, to where but comes up. He's got a great arm. Man, he's got a great arm. But what about the decisions he made in Washington to do the COVID violations? But what about the instance where his wife hit him in Vegas? But he's always... Police were called selfies. Selfies. Can't take a uh, kneel down because we're doing selfies. Yeah. Yeah, so and I don't know if this will be the end, the end for him, but I'm saying it's just it really does change my perspective. It's the last thing when you're hopeful that things are going to turn around. Yeah, I get in plenty of arguments with Shelley, but we haven't gotten to one to where something escalated to where I'm getting you know hit or any, it just. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, I I always anytime somebody talks about anything in regard to that. I, or eat, whether it's domestic violence or whether it's you know a fight in a bar or whatever, I always think, well, somehow I've navigated life and avoided that. Yes, I've like, had a lot so of people really say, is, and I don't remember it me. ever being that hard, right? No. I don't remember it ever being that hard to, to negotiate it. The like, amount of dumb things I've had said to me in a bar in college, people, oh, gosh, people trying yeah, to, course. and usually small people yes. trying to just pick a fight or rub you the okay, like the patients yeah. just say, no, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. Right. Yeah, it's, I always it's easy just, to avoid these circumstances. Yeah, all you got to do is picture the headline. Anytime you're in a situation, you're about to make a choice, like or send a tweet. Picture yeah. the headline. Picture the headline. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So this, uh, you know, this is it's one more in the left column for Dwayne. So that's 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 a tough spot, it, and this is a, a obviously a very very big year for him. All right, we continue with our twenty questions, and today the topic is on the Cleveland Browns. And what do they do with all these guys they have to pay? And no question bigger than that at quarterback. What do they do with Baker? Do they do anything with Baker? Of course, they don't have to. We get to all of that coming up next. Jake Trotter will join us in about 20 minutes. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. It's first Friday somewhere. That's a big sense of freedom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Think about this situation. 
the Cleveland Browns are in. We've talked about this on the on the show, so for this, let's just jump in with the idea that it's a top five roster in the NFL, and I think you and I both agree on that. They return their entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. They return their entire offense. Mm-hmm. Everybody's back. Everybody. They return their entire coaching staff. Okay. Yeah. They return uh, defensively. Miles Garrett. Denzel Ward, they've added to that with, I think, one of the great drafts and free agent halls when you talk about John Johnson yeah, uh, coming into the mix at safety. yeah, uh, Anthony Walker to man the linebacker position. There is a, a feeling that this is a, and it, this is all true, this is a very young team mm-hmm. that is set up for a while. But I would also argue that it's set up for right now and that there is, I think, probably a pretty good deal amount of pressure with the acknowledgement that in terms of the way it looks right now, it might just be this year because obviously Baker's not going anywhere. They, you know, they, they have control over him, whether they get an extension done or not, but they've got a Nick Chubb situation. They've got a Wyatt Teller situation. You got Odell Beckham Jr. You got Jarvis Landry. You want to do an extension for Denzel Ward. There are a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered in terms of their personnel that they didn't have to answer this offseason. Hmm. The circumstances that I just laid out, I would say are not duplicable for next year. Yeah. Won't be. Yeah. You can't, I, there's no way you're going to have Odell and Jarvis back. Yeah. Very likely you won't have Chubb or Hunt back. One of them. Hmm. Offensive line could have some questions. As a, So while while it seems almost crazy to say it, I do think that there is pressure on this specific group to take advantage of the circumstances they're in because while there will be some core guys who are going to be there for a long time and you love the way they've drafted, they can develop. Donovan Peoples-Jones look good, blah, blah, blah. You know the lines. But in terms of all in right now, they got to go. Yeah. It's um, So it's interesting about it as you as you talk that through is this will not be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation where everybody's back. You know, it's the same exact rock, roster in a year from now. No, it won't. It won't be. Um, which I love Bruce Arians coming out and saying, this team hasn't done anything yet. I'm like, Bruce, it's the same exact team. Like, I know what you're trying to say. The 2021 right. Bucks haven't won it. Yeah. Okay. But literally everyone on that team has a rank. Right. But anyway, um, so for me, it gets to, so what, what do they do with all these contracts? And so as you're talking, I started to think about guys who will probably not be here. What, what does the GM think and put value on? So Baker's going to be there unless he starts like he did a year ago. Then, then I think we have issues. But I think Baker's going to be there. Yeah. Yep. The guy who I assume won't be there unless he takes a very team-friendly deal is Nick Chubb. And there's probably people saying, whoa, 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 why? I don't think OBJ's back either. But Nick Chubb comes to mind. You think, why? Okay, Kareem Hunt already took a team-friendly deal. He's there. What position is one of the most likely positions you can pick up somebody in the draft in multiple rounds and plug them in behind that kind of O-line? And you're going to have to make decisions on the O-line about which ones do you want to be staples to stay and which ones do you want to rotate through. There have been... It's it's impossible to keep everybody. And it's the same thing at wide receiver. Like, right? You gotta figure yes. out So I think that they value obviously quarterback, they're gonna value their offensive line, they're gonna value corner, 
Denzel will be here. Yep. You know, they're going to value Denzel's going nowhere. Yep. The, the, the front office values protecting the quarterback. Obviously quarterback, protect the quarterback, get to the quarterback, cover wide receivers. Like those are, they don't like, yep. they don't value linebackers. I don't think they're going to value running back. It is what it is. You can find those guys and plug and play. And as you look around, like it's, it's impossible to keep everybody on the O line together for a very long time. So what position do you feel is not as important? Obviously tackles are most important. Do you feel like you can find a center every now and again? Can you survive on in your system? Stefanski, can you survive with a, maybe an average center, but you need elite tackles, you know, or you can be productive with okay guards, but you need really strong center and tackles. Like there are different layers to this. And then what's the money look like? I mean, I, I saw a quote the other day talking about O-line where they said um, it was both Sean McVay and who was the head co- who was the guy for the, uh, now he's not the head coach of the, of the um, Falcons, but he was in Tennessee with Roger Saffold. And he said, they said Roger Saffold is one of, is like a once in a generational yes. type guard. Like look at everywhere Roger Saffold has gone. Gurley's numbers in LA, in St. Louis, Derrick Henry and the Titans, everywhere he's gone, he's opened up holes. But this is still a guy that's moved teams. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like, so yes. he's an elite, could wear a gold jacket, quite honestly, with how good he's been through his career. Big time guy, IU grad. But this is, yeah, you know Cleveland what I mean? Kid. So it's tough when you look at like the offensive line. Like, so who do you prioritize? Obviously, tackles. Why? They're blocking the dudes on the outside <laughs> that are usually the best pass rushers. Yep. So, Nick Chubb, so, you know, what do they do with all these contracts? You got to find out. You got to figure out the quarterback's deal because everything falls into place after the quarterback. It's we, this is the most obvious thing. And then how do you keep how do you keep Denzel Ward here? How do you, this is a this is tough. You have to hit home runs, which I trust they'll do. I want to say that because of how good they've been in all these other decisions. But sure, keeping the right pieces, and I'm not even sure that they have a. They seem so flexible. I'm not sure that they have. I, I know this. The only thing that I really get a sense is that they don't truly love linebackers, right? It's a certain body type. It's a certain kind of guy they want, but they don't really prioritize LB, and they shouldn't, right? The LB is a... Well, the only pushback is I, I would give is they. it's the elite trait. Yes. So they draft Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. He's a linebacker. They're, he's going to play linebacker. But why do they do it? Well, because he can cover slots, and he can cover tight ends, and he can rush the quarterback. Yes. So, I mean, they, it's they a multifaceted. Really, I think what they're going to try to do, that's right. I think what they're going to try to do defensively is almost be positionless in the back seven. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and that's almost impossible, but you, you get what I'm saying, where it's almost interchangeable parts at safety and linebacker. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. I, I think the big thing that, that is going to be really challenging for them I think there are two names that are going to be really challenging. And that's why I think this season is critical for them. And I do think there is pressure for them. Um, you know, they would say, hey, we haven't done anything yet. You know, nope. No, no, no. They, strike now. The iron is red hot. The two names that I think are going to be very tricky are Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry. Nick Chubb has elite traits. He does. Running back is a position where you can reload it in the draft all the time, right? Yeah. But he's different. I think we can all acknowledge he's different. But they are not going to pay him the way the Cowboys paid Zeke. They're not paying him the way Dalvin Cook is. They won't do it. Yep. They're far too disciplined. Yep. So would they look at Tennessee and go, well, we could do that. 
And I think that's what they will try to do with Nick Chubb. Yep. And I think that they would do that. I think they would be open to the deal that Derrick Henry got. Short, big money guaranteed mm-hmm. over a short term. Yep. I do. I think that's very much in play. Yep. Yep. The next name is even more tricky, and that's Jarvis Landry. Jarvis is so critical to that locker room as a leader, as an example setter. Like, it's not a coincidence that, you know, the draft was up in Cleveland and Jarvis is one of the guys on the podium. Like, it was him, Joe Thomas, and Bernie Kosar. Yeah. That's not by accident. Like, that's how important he is to culture, leadership, all of those things. But you can't have, it almost doesn't, you certainly are not going to pay him what he's making now. You're going to pay Odell what he makes now. Because here's, I got news for you. The conversation that you and I just had about running back, that same conversation is being had around the NFL about wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Of course. Why are we paying? I'm not paying $17 million. With the way that college football is going now? With are all this spread me? stuff and a bunch of talented wideouts? Yeah. Rondell Moore. Yeah, we don't need these guys anymore. Why do I need, need a, to do that? Who needs I'll a Randy Moss anymore? Round. No one needs a Randy Moss anymore. We can Randy Moss didn't win a Super Bowl. Let's get a bunch of other solid receivers that fit. We're all spread anyway. Can we have? There's so many of them too, yes, pal. That's what I'm saying. You're three rounds deep mm-hmm. of dudes. You get yeah. guys in the third round who are dudes. Dudes being who, dudes. Who, who, yeah, who know how to who know how to run routes because they've been running the same offense. The offense it's apples to apples now. Yeah, they come right in. I I know this and and I I think one of the big, you know, it's pretty amazing how little Donovan Peoples Jones was developed at Michigan. Right? Oh gosh, he's a sixth round pick. Yep. But guess what Donovan Peoples-Jones was able to do by the Dallas game last year in Cleveland? He knew the responsibilities, and this tells you how special he is as a human. He knew the responsibilities of all three wide receiver positions. Yeah. He's a rookie. Mm. He knew it by the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. So that's you're not going to pay unless you're Tyreek Hill and you run 4-2. Right. Unless you're Julio Jones at his prime, A.J. Green in his prime, and you're 6-5 and you run 4-4, 4-3. Unless you're that... They're not going to pay you right. at receiver. Mm-hmm. It's I really think receiver's going to end up like running back, yeah. where there's just so many of them that it doesn't make – look what Jefferson did year one in, mm-hmm. at, in Minnesota. Yep. Yep. There's no reason to do it. There's no reason to pay him. So those are the two decisions that I think are really tricky. The Baker question – Is Jarvis – real is, quick, is Jarvis the – would you consider him the – single most important person culturally for changing around the Browns? I feel like the hard knock speech really put, I think he was the first adult in the room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's very easy. I think he was the first adult skill position. As player. a veteran, he didn't come from a successful organization. No. Uh-uh. So it's very easy for... I've played with guys like that who always were on losing teams. And then that for a while, they're about that. Like, no, we need to do this, this, this. And then they get beat down by losing. And they just say, man, the heck with it. I'm getting yeah. paid. I'm going to give my best. But I'm going to give my best to still get paid. And I will not be a cancer. But I'm not going to step in and try to change the culture. This thing is deep, sure. bigger than me. And he wasn't like that. It wasn't like he came over from no the Patriots. Miami. They and was like, hey, this is how it needs to be done. You know? Yeah. So... It was. I thought I was very impressed by it. It just seems like he held himself and others to a standard 
And I just think that, you know, obviously, and that's what Cleveland, I think that's what Cleveland looks at him as. Like, this guy is... For sure. For sure. I, the, the thing that's going to be tricky But you for don't pay is, contracts. You don't pay money no, for that. You don't pay Newsflash. money for that. There's no money anymore. Assets, right? And this is one of the things of the PA, and I was talking with a former NFL dude yesterday. I won't name names, but we were just laughing at the PA and about how it's all these little battles they keep fighting, and they don't... And we were laughing back about 2011 CBA and how they came around and said, oh, see, guess what? All this money that used to go to the rookies is now going to the vets. No, what it did was it knocked out the middle class and knocked out what Jarvis Landry would have been. Hey, guys, let's let's give Jarvis Jarvis some good money to stick around and just continue to be a great influence in the locker room. Yep. No, instead, let's pay this guy more. Let's go get some cheap rookies and everyone else in between. There's no middle class anymore. So... Everyone, well, yeah, but the rookies won't get paid. Okay, well, guess what? Sam Bradford making $50 million guaranteed day one. Guess what that at least guaranteed for another quarterback that was going to re-up as a vet? Well, if that dude's getting $50 million and has never played a snap, that's where we... Yeah. I'm, I want 70 So it kept yeah. driving prices higher for the vets. But the PA comes around and says, no, look what we did. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. Yeah, they eliminated the middle class, and I think that is going to be... a So it gets back to the big question of, They've got these things to sort out. They've got everybody coming back. It's time to win now. We'll ask Jake Trotter about it coming up next. Fisherman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. All the dumb things we say are on demand when you want them. Just utilize the computer chip we've implanted into your brain. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Two men complaining about first world problems. You're not getting the point, kid. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. And if you want to get some cleaner water in your home, get rid of those white spots and dots all over your shower, maybe your cups, glasses, all that stuff. You need to check out Connecticut Water Systems. Go to ConnecticutColumbus.com. Tell them that James sent you. Take advantage of clean, healthy drinking water. ConnecticutColumbus.com. When we want to talk Browns, we want to do it with Jake Trotter. He covers the Browns for ESPN. He joins us now on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Jake, thanks for the time, bud. I, you know, I kind of made the case here um, as we're tackling these 20 questions that will be answered over the next uh, calendar year from a sports perspective. Uh, this way, in regard to the Brown, I'm curious what your thoughts of it are. I actually think that there is tremendous pressure up there to win because the circumstances of everybody coming back offensively I, that's not duplicable next year. They have big contract issues that are going to have to be answered. Um, are you with me on that? That that while this is a young team, it's come together relatively quickly, the time is now to win, and there is pressure to do so. Yeah, I think the window is now, Bo, for the, the reasons you laid out. They're not going to be able to keep all these guys, and I think the front office you know, has realized that. You know, you don't go out and sign a guy like Clowney. Uh, you don't make the moves with, that they made unless you think you have a chance uh, to win now. And they're getting ready to get really expensive. You know, they already had to pay, you know, Miles Garrett, hundred million guaranteed. Uh, you know, you still got Nick Chubb. You're going to want to extend Baker Mayfield. They're going to try to extend Denzel Ward. And then, you know, the draft picks after those guys as well. So uh, they're about to get more expensive. You're not going to be able to keep all these guys. Uh, you're not going to see another off season. I don't think where, you know, every starter is back on one side of the ball. So, yeah, I'm with you. And I, I don't know if they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, but they are good enough to make some noise in the playoffs. So I, I do think there is some pressure. And, you know, the AFC is going to be tough this year. There are a lot of good teams in the AFC. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, they, 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 they can't afford, uh, you know, a letdown early on in the season and, and just say, oh, we're just going to, you know, we're, we're good enough to just show up and, and, you know, win 11 or 12 games. So they're going to have to play well. Uh, I think they will. But I do agree there is some pressure. And, Jake, this, I think this just shows why it's so hard to build a franchise and build a team that can sustain success in the National Football League because the wind, it's not only being in your window, which I think we're all assuming that they're in their window if Baker plays well. I mean, that's a giant assumption. Like, if Baker plays well, like the second half of last season, yeah, they're in the window. They found their guy. If not, then it opens up a bunch of other questions. As you, t- as you look here, <sighs> Nick Chubb, do you think this this front office is going to... I guess what Bo and I have always talked about, we're thinking it's more of like a Derrick Henry type deal. Do you think that's... Is that what you're envisioning with, with Nick Chubb and the Browns and how they go about this thing in the future? Yeah, so the, the Chubb is a difficult guy to read. He just doesn't, doesn't say a lot uh, in, in those terms. And, you know, it's hard to get a sense of what kind of money he's going to be looking for, but I mean, I do think that, you know, the days of the Browns signing big-time free agents in this era are kind of over. I mean, right now it's going to be about, uh, you know, retaining the guys you drafted. So they're, they're going to be going through a transition now where, you know, you're not going to be able to sign Jack Conklin. You're not going to be able to go out and get, you know, John Johnson. It's going to be more of, you know, extending Nick Chubb, extending Denzel Ward, Baker Mayfield, and the – the improvement is going to have to come from internal development. I think really as soon as next season, because uh, you know, the Browns have had cap space, uh, you know, for years now that is getting ready to change. So uh, I I do think they, you know, they want to keep all those guys. They want to extend uh, the the guys that they drafted and believe in, Um, you know, but for somebody like Nick Chubb, I think if they can get him, on a Derrick Henry type deal, I think that would be a huge win for the team. Yeah, Jake, I think the two that are the most, uh, that are kind of a little bit tough, Chubb certainly, as James pointed out, and as, as you articulated there, and then at receiver with Jarvis. Um, there's no way Jarvis and Odell are both going to be back next year. It's a, just an impossibility, certainly not at that rate. Jarvis is a guy, look, they have the draft up in Cleveland. Who's one of the guys up there with Bernie and Joe Thomas? It's Jarvis, right? He's kind of the heart and soul guy. Of, of of that team right now. He's one of them, certainly. But you can't pay him what you're paying him. I think he would be open to a restructure. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. And I think you're right, Bo. I mean, what what would what would their receiver room cost in 2022? I mean, it was like, you know, 30-something million, 40 million. I mean, I, I'd have to, I don't have it in front of me, but, yeah, um, you know, it's going to be really expensive to keep Odell and Jarvis and then some of the other guys as well. I mean, do you want to try to bring you know, Higgins back again. I don't think you're going to be able to get him necessarily at the, the price you've gotten him the last couple of years. And I mean, it's just really hard to justify paying the receiver room, that kind of money when you run two tight end sets more than any other team in the league by like a considerable margin. Uh, and you, you run three tight end sets, you know, quite often as well. And you're, you know, quote unquote, a running team. So, you know, there is going to be a shift. I don't know what is going to happen yet? I don't know that the team necessarily knows. I mean, you know, the biggest question I have for this team, you know, in training camp in the season is like, what does Odell Beckham Jr. look like? Can Baker Mayfield and OBJ finally get it together? We just don't know what that is going to look like this season. And I think the answer to that may 
dictate what they do at the receiver position in the offseason because, you know, if it just doesn't work out with Odell again for whatever reason, um, then then, then the, the Jarvis question is a little bit different. But, you know, if, if we get, uh, you know, Odell of like three years ago, well, then, then you know, it gets a little, a little tougher because, um, you know, Odell's ceiling is just a little bit higher uh, than Jarvis's, yeah. even though Jarvis, like you said, has been, you know, he's a leader in that locker room. He's, he's, you know, one of the backbones of this team in a lot of ways, you know, has had a great rapport with Baker. Um, but, you know, he, he can't do at the highest level the things that Odell can do. Jake, I, so I used to think that this front office, and you can, I mean, trust me, correct me if I'm wrong, my wife does multiple times a day. Um, I just, I used to think this front office was, there were certain positions, right, that they really coveted over others. And then as Bo and I have talked, and you see what they did in the draft with Jeremiah Wusu Kormora, maybe they're just obsessed with versatility and traits, you know, more well-rounded guys. And really just think about linebacker. He's not just an LB, right? It, it, oh, they don't like linebackers. Well, no, they do. They just want really special traits. Is it, do you have a list, an idea of, hey, these guys are always going to pay tackle, DN, corner? Or is it more or less like if you have crazy amount of special, unique traits, say a wide receiver running a 4-2 or whatever, we'll keep those guys around. What What is it for this front office? Or is it a little bit of both? No, I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think both are right in that, you know, they do value corner, quarterback, tackle, receiver, pass rusher more than the other positions. There's no doubt about that. But, like, if you can get a playmaker and kind of a unicorn-type player, you know, maybe at a position you don't value as much, then, you know, it's not like they're going to not take that, that, that player. But I do think, you know, JOK and Newsom were both available to them in the first round there. Yeah. Who did they take? Yeah. So they, they, they were considering both guys, but they they went with the corner because that, in the NFL, in their opinion, and I think most people share that opinion, corner is just a more valuable position. So, you know, I, I think it's a combination of both, but I, I do think that there are positions they value more than others. But, like, you know, we were talking about Nick Chubb earlier. You know, running backs in the NFL are kind of dime a dozen. You can get productive players in, you know, what, the fifth round. But that doesn't mean that if you have a guy like Nick Chubb, who is, you know, a, a, an absolute difference maker and really, um, you know, in terms of the offense, I mean, he's cornerstone of that offense. He makes things go for them. And um, as good as Kareem Hunt is, I just don't think they were as good offensively when Chubb was hurt last year. So, um, so you pay you pay that guy. You pay that guy to keep him. So I, I think it's a balance. But but to me, I think they've demonstrated that there are positions they value more than others. But that also doesn't mean that if they they, they think they have a special talent at a position that's less valued, um, that that they're you know they're still going to consider paying that guy or. or prioritizing that guy in the draft. And I I think that's a good, um, you know, good mindset to have. You don't want to, you know, uh, put yourself in a position where you're passing over talent just because of position. Jake, you're the best buddy. One thing can be said, follow Jake for everything. Listen to him on everything. He's the most plugged in guy up there by a pretty wide margin. He's the best. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, that's our great friend Jake Trotter, covers the Browns. And you answer all those questions, buddy, and you say, man, is it going to be interesting up there? Mm. Because all of those things are going to come to a head in a couple of weeks when they get up there for camp. We get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. 
This is Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman on your home for Buckeye basketball, the fan. The fan. Ohio's sports destination. Sports talk distilled to its purest form. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. It may be wrong to assume that Joe Woods gets the defense sorted out. That's probably a little bit of a naive statement, um, but I, I really like their talent, and I think that he will. I think he'll yeah. be able to play the defense he wants to play, and I think their talent, I think they've got really smart players that they've drafted and signed in free agency, and I think John Johnson's going to be a stud kind of holding it all together on the back end. When when I look at this team, and I think about, we, you know, this is about the contract situation and how to handle all of this and how complicated it could be and how much pressure I think is actually on them to win now, it really just comes down to Baker. Yeah. It does. I mean, that's it. I mean, I... And I've been as big a Baker supporter as there can be. I, you know, I believed in him as a rookie. I thought he should have been ready to play right away. I thought he should have been able to compete for that job right away. Uh, Hugh Jackson didn't want that. It was abundantly clear right away that he was the better option, right, at quarterback and had a really good rookie year. It was a disaster his second year. It was an unmitigated disaster. Now, there's a lot of factors that led to that, but it was. And it was scary to start last year. Mm, it was. It was. He, I you know, you and I would talk about it. You'd see some stuff, and you'd be, wow, what do we... Remember all those oh, yeah. get-up, Orlovsky, all those breakdowns? Is he broken? What happened to him? What? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it clicked in the Cincinnati game. Yep. It clicked. And then he was extraordinary. But there is, and I think it's when you go around the league, and you, when you question, like, okay, what's the... It, it always just comes back to him. Because can he be what he was the second half of last year? If he is, then they are a Super Bowl contender. If he is, then they're in their window. If he's not, yeah. then you're not. In, uh, this, that's why it's so crazy. Like, yeah, I believe he is. So that's why I keep talking under the assumption that they're in the window. Um, and that's just... But what's, what's so frustrating about the NFL, man, is you can be in a window, but guess what? So are a lot of other people. Yes. And they could just be a little better. And then you mm-hmm. miss your window because you happen to butt up in the AFC against a Pat Mahomes. We're talking about Super Bowls now. We're not talking yeah. about just getting to the playoffs anymore. We're talking about Super Bowls. You butt up against a Pat Mahomes. Or what if Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver? You know, or what I mean, yep. just let alone all the other Lamar Jackson still in your own division, Joe Burrow and them are coming. <laughs> like they could teams could be emerging. It's just the timing of it, right? Whenever we felt like we were starting to build something in St. Louis and had a defense that could win a championship and we're trying to build. Guess what? The Seattle Seahawks, the NFC West was wide open. The Seahawks struck gold on Russell Wilson. The Niners struck gold with Colin Kaepernick and they had good defenses too. (laughs) They just had healthier quarterbacks and had better well-rounded players around them. And you're like, damn it. You know, we're entitled nothing. No, no. You can do everything right, and it might not mean anything. Exactly. Ask the Buffalo Bills in the early late 80s, early Here's 90s. what could happen. I don't think it will right. happen, but yep. what could happen is what if there's a step back for Baker, and what you assume is automatically a step forward for your organization, and I'm not saying a step back as if he looks like two years ago. I'm saying a step back to where, you know what? What if the team goes, I don't even know the math anymore, 12 and 5? Yeah. 11 and 6? What if they're eleven and six, or ten and seven, you know, or just over five hundred? And you're like, oh man! And you're like, there were some glimpses of Baker being great, but there were some games where he was bad. And you're in that situation again. 
then then your whole thinking goes like, that's not my thinking right now my thinking right now is like they are in a window they could win it all yep but it all depends on six's play early it does yeah. and let alone yeah. the and let really alone yeah i mean that's what it is it's six's play early no, everything I, else everything is else is there yeah it's all there it's all there it's just about can he be you know what he was and the one thing that we haven't seen is we have not seen him consistently play at a great slash elite level with Odell. Right. Now, right. why is that? Well, no, who knows why it could be? It could be, it very well could be, that Baker is somebody of absolutes. So what do I mean by that? If I if, if on this play, I need you exactly here, not a foot here, not a foot there, but exactly here at exactly this time, and then the ball comes out, that's when I'm at my best. We've seen that from him. Mm-hmm. He is a he is a see it rip it quarterback. Yeah, there is very there's not evidence playing with Odell that he's done that consistently. Yeah. That hasn't happened. Yeah. So is that because Odell does a little something at the top of his routes? That, mm-hmm. that we've talked about that before. So there's a lot of factors that come into it, but there's no question that if you get to unlock Odell, that that is something the offense didn't have last year. Yeah. He has a home run hit ability that nobody else on that roster has. Yeah. So he opens up some things. Yeah. So, but it does come back to Baker. That's it. Can he handle all that is going to be thrown his way amidst there's no long-term extension right now, and my hunch is there won't be one. Mm-hmm. And there's none for any of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked the Allen deal isn't done. I thought Allen would be done. Yeah. I mean, just give him... Ten million less than Mahomes and be done with it, but they didn't. Both Baker you know how these and things Lamar, work, man. It's like attorneys, attorneys, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, title companies and real estate. You know what? They all work off deadlines. Yeah, give us a deadline. And I'm not saying like up to the end of his contract. I'm saying like, oh, we're about to start camp. Okay, let's really knock this out. We got 48 hours. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, procrastinators, if you will. People don't change. Yeah, <laughs> no, most of these guys like. You've been st- oh, I got tests. All right, I got to really cram in here. It's the same thing. Like when it doesn't happen, it's more surprising. Like the CBA yeah. getting extended, and then the players complaining about seventeen games when you actually put your writing, your you signature off on, it. on yeah. it. Yeah. Guess what? It will be eighteen in a few years. Sure, it will be. Yeah, I think Allen will be first, mm-hmm. and then Baker and Lamar are going to be a little tricky. So there's, it's this, it's they will be one of the most interesting teams. Yeah, they've have been for a while, but they they will be because they are in a window provided he is what he was the second half of last year, and I think that he will be. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that still might not be good enough because you've got to deal with Mahomes. And so it still might not be. There are, there are no things guaranteed. Russell Wilson's won one Super Bowl in Seattle, as good as he's been. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has won one. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. It's very, very difficult. The Green not Bay Packers, by the way, and I think you were out when we, I asked Chops this question. Are they the most underachieving franchise with the fact yeah. of who they've had at quarterback over the last 40 two years Super Bowls, and it's far far rogers and you get two super bowls i mean new orleans yeah. is the same way you had one with drew right who's up there in every statistical category but the packers though yeah i think it's even worse yeah yeah i i agree with that statement we hit uh we hit a little thing or not a thing up next bishman laurinaitis right here in the fan Sports, conversation, and sometimes pure stupidity. Awesome, funny, random. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio's sports destination. Listen responsibly. Now back to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time for a little thing or not a thing. Chops is here. Go, Chops. 
Bishop and Laurenitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Here we go on a second Friday. This tweet from Kellis Robinette, who covers Kansas State. Interesting COVID note from K-State AD Gene Taylor. The Big 12 is not expected to allow teams to postpone or cancel games for any reason this season. If a team loses a bunch of guys to COVID and can't play, that team will have to forfeit. Thing or not a thing? Mm. What's the line, uh, the the saying, if you want God to laugh at you, make plans, or if you want the world to laugh yeah. at you, make plans? Yeah. What a bunch of idiots. They just don't test. Right. Why would you, why would you, why say anything? Just shut up. Do you think the SEC comes out and says we're not doing testing anymore? No. No. No, they would never say it. They would never say it. They would just do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's no like, announcement. They're not going to say it. They're not idiots. They're not going to say, hey, we're right. not going to test anymore. Right. They're just going to not test. I don't know. Like, there's some just people shut up. in the South. It's the same thing some we did last year with the like Big Ten. The- we don't have to weigh in on everything. <laughs> shut up. Just do it. Some of those states in the South love to poke the bear a little bit, man. You know? Did you see the shirts in Florida? Don't Fauci my Florida. An official Ron DeSantis shirt. Um, yeah. Anyway, just I, ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, the, my point is, is don't say anything now. Like this is right. an evolving situation. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's an evolving situation. Mm-hmm. So just shut up. Just yeah. shut up. Um, it's July. It's July. Who knows what will happen? Right. Um, I'm hopeful, but th- yeah, I mean. I guess just don't test then. That's the only thing I say. If you if this is your plan. Anyway, there's a whole lot here. Idiot. <laughs> Another athletic director, this Nebraska's new AD, Trev Alberts, quote, rarely do you hear Nebraskans make excuses. Mm. Thing or not a thing. Maybe he and Scott won't get along. I was just <laughs> That's on a T for you. T nice and high, big wide fairway. Take a nice, happy Gilmore. Because it sounds like he doesn't want to hear, wait till I get my guys. Scott had a lot. Wait till I get my guys. Got all these Californians. Mm. Mm. Got to get all Riley's guys out of here. That's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch this. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Again, I I just, while I, I want them good, as bad as I want anybody good in this league. I want them good. I just don't see a path for it. It's not Michigan where I see a path for Michigan to be good, to be respectable. Yeah. I don't see any path for Nebraska to be good. I don't. Not anymore. Not in this league. On the Best Business Show, Saquon Barkley announced that he is taking 100% of his endorsement money. It's more than $10 million annually in Jeez. Bitcoin. My gosh. Thing or not a thing. Good for him. Well, he's a New York Giant. Good for him. My goodness. Yeah, that's incredible. Let's hope they get like 10K annually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's killing Ooh. it, man. He's, they're not giving him just a I trade just hope on Bitcoin doesn't, doesn't take a dive, you know? Because that'd be... Don't you hear this news? It'd be and silly like, of me to comment on Bitcoin. I have, because no, I don't, I have I don't no reference point it. for it. But yeah. I will say, like, <laughs> you just hope it stays on a nice, steady growth, right? It's such a volatile thing yeah. that... This sounds great. Like, oh, man. Like, And the reason why he made this, the rest of the quote basically says, guys at my position in my sport can't have generational wealth. Like, Which, by the way, if you're making $10 million a year in cash, I'm pretty sure that's generational. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. If but done correctly. He made Chris. it seem like the Tom Brady's and LeBron James's and all these guys, that's real generational wealth. 
if done right, I think 10 mil a year annually on endorsements over a couple of years can get you there. But you hope it's a it's a smart move. Because if not, if this thing tanks, then you're saying, hold on, I could have had 10 million and it actually turned into 1.5 in Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Good for him. I hope he has. I'm assuming he has really smart people around him advising him. So good for him. I've asked the fan to start paying me in Bitcoin. How'd that go? <laughs> Current transfer portaler Kofi Coburn is reportedly set to make his decision on Friday. He's expected to choose between Florida State, Kentucky, and returning to Illinois. Thing or not a thing? Jeez, that's a big thing. That's a he's a good. Player. I didn't even know he was portaling. Yeah, he came I back from either. the draft stuff I mean, and just year. went into the portal. I didn't know that. I mean. How about, the freedom, of the, and how about the freedom on? of college basketball players? Like, imagine an NFL, Olave just being like, hey, I'm going to go do dr- the combine. No. I'm gonna, And then, oh, you know what? I might portal. I don't know. The recruiting <laughs> lists that say, like, UCLA, Kentucky, G League, or Australia. <laughs> right. Wow. That's wild. I didn't know he was in it either. That. Well, my bet is he ends up at Kentucky. It's my guess. There were two Illinois assistants that uh, went to Kentucky this offseason. So mm. that was the early favorite, but there are there some reports that he's cooled on that. But I don't, who knows? We'll see tomorrow. From Schefter, seven franchised players, Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin, Jets safety Marcus May, Panthers right tackle Taylor Moten, Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson, Jags offensive tackle Cam Robinson, Washington football team guard Brandon Scherf, Saints safety Marcus Williams have until 4 p.m. today to sign extensions. No deals likely at this time per sources. Thing or not a thing? Uh, not a thing. I don't think... You know the one guy I'm curious about on this list is if Allen Robinson... Can Justin Fields kind of finally show people who that guy really is? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's great, and he's never been able... He's never had... He's been forgotten about play. because of the quarterback. Yeah. 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 Quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the main guy that I'm looking at. Last one for you guys. Giannis Antetokounmpo explained why he subbed out early and briefly in games three and four. Quote, I went to do, uh, how do you guys say politely, I went to take a tinkle. Mm-hmm. A tinkle? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I went to take a tinkle and came back. Both games, I went to take a tinkle and went back. Thing or not a thing? Uh, uh, not even Bootsy says tinkle. I don't even say I mean, at what age do you stop potty. saying tinkle? Potty. You could say I went to the potty. Potty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I'll say this. Um, Look at that. What's, what? uh, those, I feel bad for those guys. Those guys have to jog into the locker room and do all that. In the NFL, they have pee pouches for you. Just take a knee behind the bench, have two trainers put towels up, pee in the pouch, toss in the trash. Some guys just go in their pants there and football. Go. go through about three of those. Well, that was once. It was Misty and, and Penn State freshman year. TV timeout. There they were go. long. I misjudged it. Misjudged it. So, you know, it was raining anyway. Pants were already soaked. I knew I was hydrated, What's so I knew it was going to be clear. There was going to be no yellow be on the no silver Nothing pants. Here. Yeah. Chops, do number seven real quick. I, I have a, I just read it, and I have a, a joke, and I want to. And you guys tell me if it's <laughs> right. lands. Go ahead. Darren Ravel pointed ahead. out that you'd have to spend $1,029.50 to buy the Ralph Lauren outfit that Team USA athletes will wear in the opening ceremony in Japan. Thing or not a thing? Not a thing. Just wait till September, and you can buy it at Ralph Lauren Outlet for three hundred bucks. <laughs> right? What a decent, uh, like a six. I want to, yeah. Like a I want to ask you about Would you give me a six on that? Yeah, I like that. It made us laugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Find out what six. you think about what, what's your what's your 
hot or cool take on this uh, on the Olympics now. There was no spectators. Maybe we can get out of that later. Yeah, we'll get into it coming up next. And, and uh, Jimmy Johnson with some interesting comments on Urban as well. Final hour on a Thursday. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. One guy is fat. The other is fatter. And both are kind of stupid. Pretty much sums up the whole show. Uh-huh. Common Man and Tebow. Oh. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. A linebacker and a man of leisure. This doesn't even make sense. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Good little sports weekend for you. Open championship round one, as That's Reese right. just said there. Uh, have you seen the tracer, the shot tracker? I mean, it's yeah, I have seen it. Maybe it's just certain holes. Maybe it's just certain holes they That's have what I'm wondering. tech. You know, I don't know. Is it, it ha- to me to at the- this point? It has to be every hole, every tee shot needs to have the tracer. You want every tee shot? Has to. Not the chips. No, you I don't, don't want any of the approach. I just need it. I need okay. a tee. Every tee shot every has tee to shot. have tracer. Yeah. You got to have it. That's that's a must at this point. Okay. Um, all right, man, high, golf. High do you remember that? That's right. Well, that's right. Do you remember? I demand a lot. Do you remember when? Um, I think we talked about this. I was we were watching an old Masters and how far the technology has come oh, with gosh, cameras yes. and golf coverage. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Man, that was incredible how far it's come. Um, so it's been fun. And uh, Rory just needs to get a good start. He's out there now. Ricky Fowler just drilled a long birdie putt there. He has not been in the mix uh, for a long time. So they had a chance here to have a pretty sweet gosh, yeah, uh, a leaderboard. Putt. You're like I'm. I'm slightly delayed here, so thank you for ruining every shot that I'm watching. Oh, sorry. On TV. Yeah. So you're getting it for me, just yeah. How about yeah. Uh, Kevin Kisser is wearing a hoodie? Have you seen this? No. He's wearing a hoodie. He's wearing Does a full Ricky zip have hoodie. The stash. Yeah. Oh, He's really committed goodness. to that. Yeah. I'm not sure it's. A- Wait till you see Kevin Kisser. He's wearing a hoodie. My feeling at this point is that if a guy wears an outfit on the PGA Tour in a major. Oh, then it should is. be greenlit yep. at any golf course. Yep, it is a hoodie. It's a zip hoodie, not even a quarter zip hoodie. It's a full be, zip. Gosh, it's a full zip hoodie. Love it. Right? Look you got to greenlit it at that point, right? Yeah. Gonna... Absolutely. It's just like uh, why you wouldn't. when when Tiger and Nike started doing like the T-shirt with the three buttons. It's not even a polo anymore. Yeah. It's not even a collar shirt. There's no collar. Just collarless. That's what I started Nothing rocking. To see here. I got two from OSU. It's part yeah, of those my, are good. My my uh, Hall of Fame gift bag. Here's a couple of uh, collarless golf shirts. Hey, Lauren Ice is going into the hall. Hey, go go into the equipment room and just pull out some shirts. You know what the funniest thing is is that you can see the old numbers or, or the old initials of coaches and Sharpie colored over. So they're not even new. They're used. Come on. I promise That's you. I'll show not you. True. I, it is true. I'll send it to you. That's not true. I'll send it to you. I promise you. I swear on everything. I'll send it to you. They send gave you, you shirts with, it, with yes! tags? Without tags? Yes. And I have actual shorts that they sent, which I'm grateful for, but they are scratched out numbers in the tags as well. Hold on just a second. Yes. In a gift bag, when you went into the Hall of Fame, you did not get stuff with a tag. It was stuff without tags. Yes, that had been worn. There's one with a tag, and it was a custom uh, black collared um, polo. What the that hell? had the year and Hall of Fame inductee. Okay, so there's one. I'll send you the dude. I'll send you the pictures. And there that was like crazy. There's one of those like you know short sleeve sweat jackets where it's like you know the, that material that's like uh, the coaches wear all the time. Yeah, and, hot uh, shirt. Hot shirt, yeah. The short sleeve hot shirt. Same thing, just scratched out, you know. I think it's actually a K-Dub. K-Dub, it might be Kevin Wilson's. I don't know. Somebody's. Anyway. I'll just give it to Laurinaitis. He won't matter. He won't yeah. care. No. No. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it's. That's a pretty remarkable setup, I, I must say. It's amazing. It's a pretty remarkable setup to, to 
to do that. I mean, they've got enough. No, they don't. Stuff. No, they're really. Yeah, they're scratching they over there. I, I'm yeah, su- yeah. You want to know why fine. they're scratching? Is because they're they're giving out all this stuff to. Uh, you know, all these kids are trying out fifty-five thousand outfits and uniforms. Yeah, that and is posting them to the gram. So that's got to be such a pain. Oh, can you imagine those guys? All the different sizes, yeah. of all the numbers. Oh. Every time some kid comes in and wants to do an Instagram post. Oh my goodness, man, not great. Um, mm. all right, listen, we're gonna give away tickets. WWE Clash of Champions Nationwide Arena, September twenty-sixth. That is uh coming up here at the end of September. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster dot com. Let's go seventh caller to 8219710 can scoop up those two tickets right now. You were mentioning something about uh the Olympics? Yeah, man. Okay, give it to so me. So, I was telling you no no you know, at first it was their parents can't travel and now they're doing no spectators. Mm. And they're in a state of emergency in Japan. So, yeah, how does that, that affect you? How does that affect you as a viewer? When I was in with research research like it's going to be a really tough watch for me. Um, it is. It's a tremendous difference, and the, like the track and field, especially. Yes, like that's yes, uh, because the, like even the track and field, the swimming, like even in swimming, a lot of times, <laughs> even watching sports, I really don't know much about. Right, like I don't, I'm not here to understand what technical stuff of gymnastics is. Right, my my measuring stick for gymnastics is when they did they stick the landing, all the other stuff, knees together, feet together. Simone Biles is spinning so damn fast. I have no I can't idea keep what's up happening. With what she's doing, yeah, she's incredible. She might. Yes. She's, I think she's the best athlete in the world. I honestly think she's the best athlete in the world. Like some of the stuff on Twitter are, is insane. When you see some of the angles, in a, people in a, view. in a spot with her, where we have her, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky. Mm-hmm. You could argue all is the best ever at what they do. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Katie, they're all right now. Listen, Katie Ledecky having like the top twenty fastest times for an event is insane. Insane. Think about that. She's t- lapped the field. Yeah, she I has. don't know if she gets quite because she's not marketed the way Phelps does. Yeah, but and she doesn't. I don't know. That but she like, even when you're watching, medals, when you used to like watch Phelps, right? Is, there one. I, I never. I don't know which Olympics it was, but there was like so many races with Phelps where I'd be in training camp and I'd be sitting there watching like a swimming late trying to fall asleep, and he'd be like behind in the last turn, and then he just like you could see the crowd as the cameras going along with them, you know, on the rail. You'd see the crowd start standing, and you're like, oh man, look at this moment. This is incredible. Yeah. So he can get another gold, and then he'd come back and win by like a, a, the side, you know, the length of his middle finger, and you're like crazy. And yeah. um, it's just gonna be empty. So what's the mental? What's the mental toughness side of this? I think it's really hard. Like, imagine doing like how many times do you see gymnasts do floor routines, and they start with like getting the crowd to clap and get into it, and all that. Well, psh, silence. All you're gonna hear is the springs on the boards. Would you? Do you think you're even? In that moment, do you think as an athlete you're even a do you lose track that you're at the Olympics without the crowd? Does it feel like the Olympics without the crowd? That's a great question. I I talked to some NFL guys, you know, last last season about that. We weren't able to have, you know, obviously we didn't have the access to Ohio State players the way yeah. that we did with some Browns guys, but like at times it was like, "Oh yeah, we really are playing." Yeah. Like they did such a good job on television that you really didn't notice it. They would pipe in the crowd noise. Everything was shot tight. But for a, from a player's perspective, until they started allowing like three thousand people or six or twelve or whatever. But in the beginning, when it was all empty, it was like, oh yeah, we're okay. Yeah, we're oh yeah, we're in a game. This is a real game. Yeah, because it's so quiet. Mm. You almost forget. So I, I think that that's in play, right? I, I it has to be. 
I, I've said this. Kind of like, okay, okay very, this is just like a workout. It's a workout. Like you're back in the gym. Now, <laughs> thankfully for like someone like Simone Biles, you have practiced at such an elite re- level. Like there's no such thing as like we're ramping up for this. Like when, when you are of that skill set, the amount of hours you've put in, like yeah. that's why I, people are like, oh, practice makes perfect. No, no, practicing perfectly like makes perfect. Like you have to practice. If you stink in practice, you're not just going to automatically turn on the game. Like you practice the game. Yeah. Like the thing I sent you on Peyton Manning last uh, last night it was incredible. Like l- hearing his detail, so, it's incredible. Tell the people what you sent me because it it was pretty remarkable. It I was, sent it was you on a clip. Instagram. It was him going to Butch Jones at Tennessee. When he was at Tennessee, yes, and talking so he, to a coach's meeting. He was meant to talk to the staff for like 20 minutes, and he ends up spending three hours with them. And just go. He has clips that he had prepared. All this, and it's about drills, and it's about doing the lit, uh, the most simple movements of being in like shotgun, catching the ball, boom, like just working on hips. It's talking about. He's talking about at length the way he would give a play fake on play action, and how a pump fake, how too many quarterbacks pump fake with two hands on the ball. That, that doesn't fool anybody because a linebacker is not going to actually break if he's any good with two hands on the ball. You don't throw with two hands. So take the ball off, you know, the handoff, right. then pump, do the shoulder, and then come back. And all of this just footwork and handwork and the little monotonous stuff that you think that you would just go through the motions as a dude who's played for 20 years. And he's saying, no, it has to be full speed because it's going to be full speed in the game. It has to be full speed every single rep. And it's just the, the, the demanding nature that he was having on himself talking to those coaches. Yeah. And now you understand why everyone around him is better, right? Because then he goes to Marvin Harrison and says, hey, if I tell you to break at eight yards, it's eight yards. I don't want eight and a half. I don't want seven and a half. I want eight. Yep. And that's just the detail, and you could sense the passion in it. And Well, even when he t- – I thought it was amazing when he was talking about when they were doing, like, the snap count. You yes. Know, the, the snap count. He's like, no, no, this has to be game-like. Yes. Like, this isn't a half-ass. Like, this right. has to be game-like. Yes. Like. Otherwise, it's no good. It's a waste. Yep. Well, I came away watching that, and I just think – he is so capable of so many things. I mean, he's a spokesperson for Nationwide. He's funny in those commercials with Paisley. He's great anytime he's in any sort of, you know, like the match or whatever. He did that. He's doing that Capital One Bowl with his brother thing, which was on, you know, on, on one of the channels. And I just think, like, boy, there's a whole lot more if he ever wants to do it. Mm. Like, he's, he should run an NFL team. Yep. But I don't know if, do you want to? But I just the, the level of detail was astonishing to me. It is, and so then you wonder: Does he just wait till it's the right time with his family? You know, with the kids. With he's made so much. Yeah, he's made. My so hunch much. is that he's waiting out Denver. Yeah, that he's waiting out Elway to be <sighs> if Elway wants to not be in Denver anymore. Yeah. I, you know, he he loves it there. I want to be in Denver. It's a lot to love. Help me, Peyton. Can I work for yeah, you? It's a great. I'll work for you. Yeah, I saw right. that they. I, I saw that they see the sun three hundred days a year or something like that in Colorado. They're like six in the yeah, country. Yeah, Montana to like, too. Same. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how yeah. these lists. These so lists. That's, are, I was googling that the other day. Sunniest states and the cloudiest. Yep. And I saw Montana on we sunniest, and I saw Montana just behind Ohio for cloudiest because they technically, if you see the clouds, Ohio has seventy five oh, days right. of sun. They claim a year. Colorado's yeah, in like 300. They say. they say. A lot of cumulonimbus clouds. Are those mm. the big fluffy ones? I have no in idea. Montana? Shelly knows because Shelly has 16 Quiet. weather apps because she's terrified if she sees a dark cloud that's going to be a tornado <laughs> warning. St. Louis ruined her. Seriously. 
I'm like, honey, oh, yeah, I got this Apple yeah. update. It says you resubscribe to this weather app that costs twenty four ninety nine a year. What are we doing? Yeah, unbelievable. Well, I'm not going to question her. I certainly wouldn't. I, um, I've, well, yeah. I, so uh, I but would, but it's never, never ends up good for me. You know that that's marriage won't end well for you. You know that way. Like in marriage, sometimes you know you'll say something or you'll question something, and even before you're about to say it, you know like this won't end well. Yeah. Right? This isn't going to go over 60% well. 60% of the time, I still say it. Yeah, same. 60%. Yep, same. And it, it goes exactly how I think it would go. Yep. Now, I will say, as I... I've, it's pre-med. I know it. I know yeah. it. But I feel like, well, this one, I got to say, I got to get this off my chest. I know it's going to end poorly for me, yep. but I still have to get it off my chest. I do find myself recognizing when I need to apologize faster than I used to. You know, I used to really yeah. hold stupid things. Like, I knew I hold. should apologize fast. Hold. But- but I'm just don't yeah, yeah. Jody Shelley hold hold yeah I right. but now I realize okay is this really worth holding over or should I just move on move past this apologize realize I'm a moron <sighs> you got spice it, it up depends sometimes, on the mood. You know? sometimes you need a good bickering back and forth yeah it keeps keeps it all lively <laughs> um, it has been pretty lively for Urban down in uh, in Jacksonville they were fined pretty big a couple of weeks ago now subpoenaed in this Doyle case. And Jimmy Johnson, who Urban has leaned on a lot, with some interesting comments about some of the frustrations that Urban is having in Jacksonville. We get to that coming up next. John Diebler coming up in about 15 minutes. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. If you miss a Buckeye game, it's because your radio is in tune to the right place. Always and forever, your home for the Buckeyes. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Bo is well-groomed. James brings the boom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop, Laurenitis, we're both here on the fan. That's right. And I want to talk to you about my friends over at Jermaine Toyota. If you are in the market for a new set of wheels, you know where to go. It's east of our beautiful downtown, 5711 Scarborough Boulevard. Say hello to DeLacy, our buddy, and ask about any other 200 used cars on the lot to help find something that fits you and your lifestyle. And guess what? If they don't have something, they're going to do their best to find it for you, and then bring it to you. You can go online, too, at JermaineToyota.net. When I, um, we've talked about, and Urban's talked about this, how much he relied on Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. who's a good guy to rely on. Yeah. You know, they there was a relationship with Fox. Jimmy is, he's the best at this. Um, I'd say Pete Carroll is right there, but he was a pro first, right? Yep. In terms of going from college to the NFL and making the jump. And what Jimmy was, what's, in retrospect, which is so remarkable about Jimmy, is he was the GM, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he that's crazy. Not mm-hmm. only did he coach that Cowboys team, but he was the GM. And to have the guts to do the Herschel Walker deal, oh, yeah. we all look on it back now and say, you know, boy, the, what an, the Vikings were idiots. But it, in that moment, nobody thought that. No, They thought, wait, you're giving up Herschel Walker? Right. Are you kidding? Right. And he did. Yep. And, you know, so that that, that was kind of, uh, he is the best example of how to do it. And actually had success with the Dolphins, too, when he was there uh, with Marino. Um, but we know that Urban leaned on Jimmy. And Jimmy, with some comments about Urban and how it's gone so far, and he said this. He said, quote, he's a little frustrated right now because he spent so little time with the players. He's accustomed to being around the players all the time. They weren't able to do that because of covid uh, 19. 
Well, he's also not able to do that because that's the NFL. Right. That won't change post-COVID. That's the league. Yeah. That won't change with COVID. Yeah. If you think that's a COVID thing, that mm-hmm. ain't a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of days that I feel pretty confident in saying this, I think Baker Mayfield spent less than five days in Cleveland since the season ended. Yeah. How many people know that? Like so, diehard other Browns than fans recognize that. I don't know that people... I don't know if people realize that that's the NFL. Right. Right. In large part. Yeah. You know, unless you live in L.A. Right. And play for the Rams. But even or then, Miami. guys go home. A lot of them do. Miami's is good. Yeah, Miami has a lot. Phoenix. Certainly. Play for the Cardinals. But even them, the funny thing is, is that Larry Fitzgerald in the summer would fly back to Minnesota to his house on the lake. He's like, I'm staying. That's too hot. Until I have to go back. So too even hot. then, they don't stay yeah. year round. Um, so... Yeah. yeah, so this that's not going to change. Like it you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence builds a house in Jacksonville and he's there year round and that could be the case. That may be the way that that goes. Yeah. But even if he is, he's not necessarily going to be in the facility. Uh-huh. That's, that's true. that yeah. problem is going to be the problem. That's not a COVID issue. No. It's <sighs> So as a head coach, you can't demand some in the summer sometimes the college guys, right, to be around or to come in and see you, but you can walk yep. through the facility. You might not be able to actually pull them aside and coach them, but if you happen to be walking through the weight room, you can stop and at least be around and have a relationship, chat it up, see the players, have that camaraderie. In this case, there's nothing, no. Let alone all the, all the mat drills and stuff that is mandatory. Like The stuff that you have on your schedule now is optional until that mini camp. That has to be just... Now, they had really good attendance. They had really good attendance down in Jacksonville. But he's got a really young team. And a new coach, which always will make attendance go up because you never you always want to have a good first impression. So, yep. you know, it'll be interesting to see if attendance is that high as it goes forward. Obvious advantages is that you're in Florida. So, you know, it's not like you're pulling yep. teeth. It's not Buffalo. But, yeah. No. Of, course, of course he wants to be around the players. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, and I think that's what led to, look, I mean, he's done every media in town he can do. He's been on every podcast. He's, I mean, it's too much Clay's free time. had him, Dom's he's not had used him. To having this much free time. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Right. He's got all this free time. Normally he'd be recruiting the whole month of June. Yeah. Well, now he can't do anything. He doesn't know what to do. Yep. Yep. You know, and I think what what that all translates to is, he does not have complete control of his own destiny, and I think that will be very frustrating for him in the NFL. Right. I do. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think that's going to be really hard. Because he talked about this in the draft. They weren't able to get the kid that they wanted in the draft, so they you know, they went with Etienne, but that's not exactly who they were targeting. He said that. Those realities are will be frustrating for him in the mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. That through just free agency pure, he, pure spoke will, about, he spoke about free agency frustration, done. the fact that these guys are signed before they even take a visit. I think he thought, hold on, we'll be able to get guys in the building. Oh, yeah, he wanted to I'll recruit. Convince, yes, I'll, I'll be able to recruit them here, convince them to stay here or sign here. Well, no, their deals are already set in stone before free agency hits in that tampering period. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it, it, this, there will be a big feeling out thing. And I so do what's, think he, uh, what's he subpoenaed for, we'll for this O'Doyle rules case? 
I don't understand this. It feels like it's just to subpoena him. Yeah. I think specifically because it's the communication this, this leading is, up to his hiring and firing. <laughs> How's that tied? All going back to the to lawsuit Iowa? that was fired that was filed at Iowa, right? It all goes back to that. So it's just about yeah, that so conversation. Yeah, seeking information yeah, about the Jags decision to hire and then fire him because he was already under investigation for his handling while at Iowa. So probably they're just gathering information. The lawsuit is against Iowa, though, right? Chops, it's against the University of Iowa, right? I don't know if it's against Iowa or Doyle or like combined. I don't know for sure. It's you know getting the legal stuff is always confusing for me. Sure. Well, sure. I I just you know I, well, I to rules. me like I guess that would be the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was a stupid one. That was stu- there was no reason to hire him. Yeah. You don't need to hire a million-dollar strength coach mm-hmm. in the NFL. You don't need to do that. That's, that's not a position of power that you, that you have to be worried about. So that, those, that, was a little, that was a misstep that he made. And there will be more of them because, and I believe this, and I mean this is the highest form of compliment. When Urban Meyer coached in college football, that's all he did. Yep. I would argue that if you hooked him up to a lie detector and said, what did and you said you asked him twenty questions about the NFL process before he took the job in Jacksonville? How many of them would he even be aware of? Mm-hmm. Maybe half. Right. Like his his job was singular. His focus was singular. That's why he was so good at what he did. It was a relentless pursuit of excellence in college football. He probably was not even aware of off season and how little players are there, and how really. A, a, a strength and conditioning coordinator is not that important in the NFL. Right. It is against not. Iowa, by the way. I looked it up. The racial discrimination Iowa, civil yeah. lawsuit filed against Iowa on November 12th by eight former Hawkeyes. Yeah. Um, and then basically the response from the Jags <laughs> was we respect and will cooperate with the legal process as required. However, the Jaguars have no information that would be relevant to the lawsuit between student athletes and the University of Iowa. Well, that's what I thought about it. I don't know what the, yeah. other than the big but if headline. But if you're making a lawsuit, I'm sure you're trying to just gather all information. So all they're saying is they're trying to figure out, but I don't know. You try to gather as much stuff as you can when you go to take on Iowa. Well, and it keeps your, look, what are you trying to do when you're when you're suing a university? You're, you're keeping the headlines. Settlement. Try to keep it in the headlines. Yep, keep it in the headlines yep, and you're looking a for a settlement. Yep. Yeah. So this does that. I learned that this much from billions. keeps it in the headlines. It- <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hopefully that comes back sometime soon. Um, all right. little fun. The other 33. Mr. Diebler will join us next. Carmen's crew, the basketball tournament. He's doing a shootout for a lot of cash. It's coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Manny Ice never placed a bet before meeting Anthony Rothman. And now, where both his kneecaps are broken. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. A show that knows its limitations. Still learn to control that. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. The basketball tournament happening soon. A lot of Buckeye greats practicing for Carmen's crew. Another run at it. Uh, one of our favorites, the great John Diebler, joining us on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Pal, good to hook up with you. Uh, I saw you guys on Monday working it out. Uh, how's the team coming together? Who's new from last year? Uh, is the roster totally, uh, totally official at this point? 
How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. It's uh, Bo. I hope we didn't look too old when we were uh, practicing in there. <laughs> but this year, luckily, we got some younger guys. So we got uh, you know, some some former Buckeyes, Keyshawn Woods, and then uh, Shannon Scott as well, Costa Kufis. Um, Julian Mavunga is going to play with us as well. Um, but most most of the guys are guys that have played with us before. Um, Gibbs is back, so. You know, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can uh, do a little better than last year. Deebs, when when I heard you were partaking in this um, shooting competition, I told Bo that I'm putting my whole house, the mortgage, everything on you to win it. So I want to make sure that you understand that the pressure that's going to come with that. But also, like, what, I mean, are you just is this all we're doing now? Is just practicing for this, or are you actually trying to actually practice with the team? Because if I'm you, I'm just trying to bring home this cash. You know, yeah, like, forget the team. Forget the team, guys. Just... James, James, don't don't do that, man. That's, <laughs> that's a little risky. <laughs> um, I, I haven't practiced for it, man. Honestly, I would much rather win it as a team uh, than win the three point contest. Now, if I could win both, that'd be great. But uh, but no, I'm excited. It'll be fun when uh, when the guys from TBT had mentioned it earlier in the year that they were thinking about doing this. I thought it was awesome, awesome idea. Just another cool event to uh, to add to the TBT. So um, it'll be fun, man. It'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Excited. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be tough. Every team gets a shooter, if I remember correctly. So it'll it'll be fun. When you are in a gym by yourself, and you are ta- you have to make eleven threes, right? That's the deal. You got to make eleven of 11, them. The yeah. fastest to eleven first is one to, yeah. first one to make eleven. So it, so if you are in a gym by yourself, what is a reasonable expectation for how many shots you expect yourself to take to get to 11? I would, I mean, I would give myself one or two misses. Like, that right, I, I that's what I thought. One or two. That's, I think that's fair. <laughs> that's I think that's fair. That's what I thought. <laughs> But I think most that's what really I thought. That's how I th- would would give themselves, you know, one or two misses. I mean, obviously, if you can go eleven for eleven, perfect. You know, that's that's everyone's goal. Yeah. But you know, give yourself a little wiggle wiggle room. So, give myself one or two. <laughs> Deebs, are you are you scouting the competition? Who else? I mean, you've hit more threes than anybody in the history of the Big Ten. Who else? Who's out there that you go? Okay, I know that guy. He's got it. Oh my gosh! I mean. There's a lot of good shooters in this. I mean, I haven't I haven't looked down the rosters yet. Okay. Honestly, I haven't I haven't looked too much into the three point contest. I've this sounds crazy. I'm more focused on our first game because, like I said, we uh we didn't perform well last year in our game. So, uh, you know, we're pretty locked in. We're locked in. I think guys are this this week has been good for us uh, practice wise. Just getting guys here getting guys uh, familiar with kind of what we're going to do. And, you know, Coach Jared and Coach Dallas are going to have us prepared. But uh, the main thing is just making sure, A, guys are healthy, and B, guys are in pretty good shape. Yeah, Deems, have you guys had much time to go over to the Cavelli Center and shoot around? Because I have to imagine every single arena has a little different feel to it and yeah, depth perception and all that. For sure. We haven't we haven't been over there yet, but uh, – you know, we we have obviously been in the Cavelli Center before, and when TBT had mentioned they were possibly, you know, bringing 
the region to Columbus again. And I mean, we obviously had that capital in previous years and they wanted to move it to the Cavalli Center on campus. That's an amazing place, man. That is an amazing place. Mm-hmm. I've been in the, in the building multiple times. Um, awesome facility, but we have not been able to shoot in there. So I'm sure we'll get a little bit of practice time, just like every team will um, before their games. But, you know, for us, we're, we're right down the road practicing at the shot right now. So, we just gotta lock in. It's a, it's an awesome tournament, man. It's so it's so fun to to continue to do this. This is what year five, five or six. I don't remember. Um, it's so awesome. It's awesome to to have the guys back in town and reconnect with guys, kind of like the vet camp that we just had last week with a bunch of former players and the current guys. So it's been it's been a pretty fun two weeks. I was just gonna say, Debs. I mean, that is, you know. Would you have ever thought that this would be this cool when you first played in? It's like you're getting to extend, you know, every every summer for a couple of weeks you get to extend your college career. That's kind of how it feels from our perspective. And certainly in town it has tremendous, I mean, the people in our town just, just wrap their arms around this thing. Did, would you have ever guessed that it would play out this way? I, You know, I didn't. I remember watching the very first TBT on TV, I think it was a Notre Dame alumni team won it that year. And it was for, I think 500,000. I was like, man, this is a cool concept. And I thought like, you know, this could really, really catch on and be big. And it's, man, you got to give the guys from TVT credit for how they've grown this thing. It's, it's truly like, especially in the summer, incredible. I mean, I know this year they're going to have the Olympics and, but man, to have competitive basketball in the summer like this is so awesome. And to see, you know, the, the amount of ex-NBA players, you know, guys who play overseas, and Bo, kind of like you said, guys who played in college, whether it's like us 10 years ago, um, to be able to suit up again in front of in front of our fan base. And, James, you know we have incredible fans to, to be able to to play in front of them again is, is awesome because they're, they're loyal. They love, they love watching their Buckeyes no matter how old we get. So we, we definitely appreciate the support. Deebs, one of the things that I think a lot of former guys miss is just the locker room, right? Not so much the actual points. I'm assuming you're the same way, right? You're not missing the points, the threes, all of that, but it's the giving each other a hard time in the locker room, the discussions, the bonds, um, just kind of just messing around, man. Is that what's been the most enjoyable for you is just the relationships? That, that is always the best part. Yeah. That's always the best part. You know, and, and I think uh, the awesome thing about Ohio State, and I'm sure you can kind of speak the same way about the football team, the bond that you form with these guys. And, you know, even the guys that live here in the offseason, I know for us, from from a basketball standpoint, a lot of us live here in the offseason um, in the summertime. So uh, to be able to get back and, and hang out again. And, you know, last night, Dave and Dallas were here at my house. We were playing cards, watching the game. Like, it's just, it's so fun to be able to do those things. And, you know, we'll have cookouts. We'll all get together. That That is easily the best part obviously being able to play together suit up you know play in front of our fans is is amazing and we definitely don't take that for granted but man like you said just getting around each other and and having fun teasing each other is is hands down the best part Deeds, i'll get you out of here on this one you hit on something that i think is really cool and it, it could have been a difficult needle to thread for coach holtman uh, but he didn't make it difficult um, because of course you played for coach mata but Holtman has mm-hmm. all y'all come on in. You're all Buckeyes. Like he's, that's a pretty cool thing that you guys have over there to be able to do that. Because I know, and I'm not not necessarily speaking for James, but I know that there are former Buckeyes who didn't feel that way 
with certain coaches cha- coaching changes on the football side of things. But in basketball, Holtman has opened that up. That really is it remains almost a continuation of the Mata. It's it's his new program certainly. Uh, but he was he's really as open to to all of you guys being around the program as much as possible. No, absolutely. And I think uh, you know with with what coach Mata was able to build here um, is is unique. It's very unique. I've played with a lot of college guys who played at, you know, big time programs in college. And I can honestly say it's rare what we have here at Ohio state with just former players coming back, you know, guys living in the same city of their university guys, you know, working out together. It's, it's rare. So I think with, with coach Mata, with what he built and I think coach Holtman understood when he got here, like, man, this is a, this is special. And for him, he's, really, you know, open arms, like you said, Bo, just like, guys, come on in. You know, you're you're always yeah. welcome. You're former players, and, and as former players, we obviously don't take that for granted. And he's like, hey, be around the college guys. We want you to, to help these guys. And, you know, it's it's just been the transition was so smooth and, and effortless, like, because Coach Holtman's great. I mean, Bo, you know, you yep. you obviously were just with him the other day, and, like, he's awesome, and the coaching staff is awesome. And it, there was really a very, very – smooth transition and and he I think understood like what the program was about how much it means to former players like man we we love the program and James I'm sure you can speak about it with the football program like you genuinely want the program to do well and so for us it was just it was just natural you know it was it was authentic and coach Holton was like man we want you guys around as much as you can be around yeah, it's amazing. It, it really is. Great talking to you, buddy. Good luck next week. Let's win that three point contest, huh? Let's get that done. <laughs> let's win. The, let's win the TBT first. We got to get that <laughs> one first. Now, the, the three point contest would be icing on the cake. So, James, like I said, don't well, don't, don't put it all down. On don't let Shelly and I down, man. All right, I got I got three yeah, daughters. No, I got no three daughters to support, bro. Three kids. We need a house. Put their yeah, school. No, we need no a house. Pressure. You, the wife, and the daughters. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Good talking to you, Deeps. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you. All right, that's the great job. I thought Big Daddy Keels on the call too. Yeah, that's Ke- awesome. Keels calling it's so much Dan fun. Dockage, and I mean that's that's gonna be fun. It's so much fun. We hit three things up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan, keeping you entertained with our vast selection of hot takes and play by play for over twenty five years. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Hey. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. That's a big win. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time for three things on a Thursday edition of the program. Hit it, Chapa. One, two, one, two. Three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. Number one for me. We are mixing concrete, kids. Oh. Steps. Steps are formed. There we go. Let's we go. go. Let's go. When do you think this thing will be done? Is the question. If I have no rain, I've. Have, I, have, I mean, the total project will not be done until August. But I think that that portion of it, which is a critical portion for summer, will be done middle of next week. That's incredible. I can't believe you're yeah. still dealing with this thing, man. I thought you'd be oh. done by the fourth. You know, popping champagne. Was, there's no reason to. Salt the wound. Yeah. It was supposed to be done Memorial Day. So, Ooh, there we go. My really first thing, um, for some reason, you know, over the last few weeks, I've I've 
just when I get a time crunch, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'll Uber Eats it or I'll whatever, um, DoorDash, whatever your delivery service of choice. And then sure. it dawned on me today, as I continue to be dumbfounded, I keep going to like North Star Cafe or Brasca's sure. website. They're owned by the same people and say, you know, I want to go on their website someday and say, hey, we're coming to Dublin. But for some reason, they just continue to, to put a middle finger up to Dublin, Ohio. But anyway, so I go on there and I realize... Yeah, no options for you up there. No. It says search um, delivery for Brassica. And I'm like, oh, oh gosh, I'm sure I am. Because we're not into their delivery out in Dublin, but maybe I am down here. And you that are finally, here. And that finally dawned on me today. That's going to be an issue. Rothman and and Maddie Ice are going to have just consistent Brassica smells in the studio at noon once a week. Good. That's right. This one, and you guys might push back on me for this, but it's going to be a don't throw stones, glass houses type thing. Mark Pantone, we all know him, ambassador of cool. He tweeted yesterday, the teenage girls sitting next to us at dinner have spent the past 15 minutes deliberating what Instagram caption should be their picture, the future of America. Obviously, like, you know, saying, oh, they're just wasting their time. And it's like, well... You as a guy who just like watches film of teenagers <laughs> play a game that doesn't really accomplish anything technically, I feel like that's not that different than them <laughs> spending time on Instagram. <laughs> well, the the more straight line is, I mean, this is a man who has perfected the social media post with the boom. True. Mm. Like he spends so he does a lot of this. Right? Incredible. Other than when he's on vacation. So yeah, yeah I, I you know, we love the ambassador here, but I think you're probably right uh, on that one, Chopper. Uh number two for me. Um, so the boys, we downloaded, I think I mentioned this on the show yesterday. We downloaded the FIFA video game. I beat Bootsy. He was not happy about it. It's the first time I've played FIFA in f- 15 years. I used to be really good at FIFA. FIFA's awesome. It is the best sports video game there is. Mm. We have the Madden. We have the 2K. Is it better than NCAA football? That doesn't exist right now. Okay. All right. Good job. But I do think that the gameplay, I think the gameplay, well, no, factual. The gameplay, I think, might even be better. The pageantry is similar. They capture all the stadiums. Yeah. But to to play head-to-head FIFA, I don't know that there's anything better. (sighs) Must be nice. I'm over here playing with princesses and stuff, and you're just playing FIFA. Time last night. Oh, honey, I have to go downstairs and play FIFA, you know? Got to go play FIFA with the boys. So my second thing, I'm convinced, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of tweets about this, and feel free to share with me, your most frustrating non-highway traffic situations in Columbus, Ohio. I have two that I encounter at least daily. One is Riverside Drive because the people of Columbus's lack of awareness of when the speed limits change... It's not one speed all the way down yep. Riverside from Grandview up to Dublin, okay? It changes. No, Pay it attention. To Sawmill Road. Anywhere. Anywhere on Sawmill. Stuff. Always issue. Stuff. Always backed up. I swear it's every light. There's no synchronization of the lights. That's all. That's one on the vent. Second one for me. So the foot was feeling better yesterday. I thought I, thought I was coming back. I was walking around the house without the brace. Feeling good. Then in the middle of the night... The dog jumps onto the bed right on the foot. Mm. I woke up. It felt like my soul was leaving my body, and I just like let out a shriek. Jen was like, <laughs> go back to bed, you baby. And so I went back to bed, but it's not feeling great today. Number three. <laughs> go back to bed, you baby. Number three for me. So the boys talked me into Game Pass on the Xbox. These kids have it too easy. Mm-hmm. 
It's too easy. It takes about an hour. They download any game. That's right. Anything they want. It's all there. Yeah. Used to have to go to a store. That's right. Beg my mother to right. drive me yeah. into town disc. to the store. Get the disc for the cartridge. for weeks. Yeah. To get a disc. How yeah. can I get it? Will it be here? Yeah. Like that in an hour. Any now, game it, now it just comes out of the cloud. You know? You have no idea. Where wow. is it? Where is the game? It's crazy. Do I actually own it? Crazy. Just take it back from me at any time? I don't know. Um, my last thing. Uh, Shelly texted me this. She goes, London, I signed you up for real football cheerleading this fall. Hayden's response, Mom, just sign me up for hockey. Oh, and basketball. That's oh, right. Okay. That's right. Thank you, Hayden. That's right. Thank you, Darius Stark. Yeah, they're the same season, honey, but thank you. Doesn't matter. She, well, you're going to tell her she can't do both? Of course not. No, because... Not. No. no time for you, Chops. <laughs> That's just no time. Uh, Rothman and Ice up next. Enjoy your Thursday. Bishop and Lord Ice right here on The Fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.